Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello and welcome to Still Got Legs, a Doctor Who rewatch podcast brought to you by another Happy Studios. Knock, knock. Who's there? This is Midnight. Hello everyone, Happy New Year and welcome to Still Got Legs, the only Doctor Who podcast in the world. There are no others, none of them exist. My name is Nathan, as always I'm joined with my companion as we go on this adventure through time and space and rewatch all of Doki Who, well not all of it but some of it. Um, his name <laughs> is Lawrence, hello you bitch. Hello. Ask me how I am today, Nathan. Oh, no. You know what? I'm not going to. <laughs> what I will ask, Lawrence, is how was your Christmas? It was a good Christmas. I had a very festive time filled with festive cheer, presents uh, galore, which was nice. I got, I got, I, I had that moment where I realised I'm an adult because I got a, my two favourite things were a rucksack and a, and a, and a, like a non-stick fancy pan. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm old. <laughs> this this wasn't like this last year. I got Lego last year. Um, I got Lego this year. Yeah, oh, that's true. So, so you're regressing then, technically. Well, not really. I he <laughs> also got very excited over just a mug, and it was it, it, <laughs> it wasn't like a cool mug or anything like that. It was just like a it had like a nice fancy pattern on it, but it was uh, it was literally just a mug. And I was like, <laughs> when you said it wasn't like a cool mug, I was just like, it was a plain white mug. No, no, <laughs> like office like, chic. No, it was it was like a it's like a nice mug, but it's not like your you know like a Star Wars mug or anything like that. It's just like a mug. Mug wise, right? Do you like a fancy shape mug? What do you mean a fancy shape mug? No, this won't help the listeners. But like a mug like this. Oh, I can't. No, I can't be doing with any of that shit. No, if right. I I used to have a Tardis mug, okay. Right. And it was it was great to sit on a shelf. All right. Yeah, yeah. It, but in in actual practicality, fucking awful. You have to drink you, it like, from a corner. Like... You have to like yeah. yeah, you have to drink it from a corner. You're stirring your tea and it's just clinking against the edges constantly. Oh yeah. It's 
it it's it's not good practical practicality wise um but just I, just give me a normal shaped mug i also find there's people you know there's people that have the massive fuck off sports direct mugs but firstly they're too big no it's like what you reckon no yeah I, I like a good sports direct mug they're a decent size I've had a tea in one of them, and it feels like one tea bag doesn't suffice. No, like, it doesn't. You got to put like at least two or three in for one of those mics. Oh, okay, so it's, so that's just accepted but amongst the just, sports direct just, users. Yeah, that's just fucking science, though. Like you're going. I don't need want eight cups tea. of tea in you're one tea. Gonna, I want a well, tea. Well, then have a fucking normal sized mug, you dickhead. <laughs> All right, no one's forcing you. <laughs> How have we got here? I don't know. You pissed me off. Anyway, <laughs> welcome to uh, the Doctor Who podcast where. <laughs> we do this shit, I guess. Um, what was I going to say, Lawrence? I don't know. Midnight. Something to do with midnight. We're recording at almost midnight. Yeah, that's not relevant. We're, we're on brand. Lawrence is the new year. It's 2024 now, okay? Oh, yeah. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How was uh, your New Year's Eve? Uh, it was good. Um, currently, as recording, I haven't done it yet, but All I'm right, sure we'll it will just be fun. Spoil the magic then. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Come on, man. When is this going out? Like New 1st Year's of January Day. at 10 a.m.? Yeah. yeah, New Year's Day. So unless they think we're real committed. We could be. I mean, that's true. It is possible. It is it's it absolutely possible. There's no reason why not. I, you can you can have a podcast up. If you don't edit it, you can have it up fucking half an hour after it's been recorded. That's very true. Maybe yeah. less. Maybe, very much, maybe less. That it depends on your internet connection. It well, you could in mine. Yeah, yeah. you could have, but... Nathan, tell me about who directed this and wrote this and everything else. Don't you fucking step on my... I don't like this, but you're stepping on my patch recently. With all this. I'll, I'll handle this. We're five minutes in and we've argued about mugs. I'm just moving us along. I'll, I'll handle this. Thank you very much. Lawrence, <laughs> this is Series 4, Episode 10 uh, of Doctor Who. It's called Midnight. It's written by Russell T. Davies. It's directed by Alice Troughton. Um... And and this actually kicks off a, uh, a series of one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine episodes, which are written by Russ himself. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so he really went. It's my swan song. It, it, I'm it, off. It really is. Yeah. So so there we go. Um, and yes, directed by Alice Troutman, who also directed uh, the um, the Doctor's daughter. So she's back. Nathan, what do you make of midnight? Well, <laughs> what do you make of midnight? What do I make of it? What do you make? Like, what do you? What sort of question your, is that? That's a, that's a fairly normal way of phrasing it. Like, what's your takeaway? Like, what? Oh, I'm, what do you make of that? I usually get a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> so that was painful. <laughs> I've had a very long day. Um, <laughs> Lawrence, <laughs> I, um, here's, here's what I will say about Midnight, okay? Okay, yeah. I know it's like almost universally praised and hailed mm. as like this really intense, really well-written episode. It's, you know, there's, there's great, there's great drama, there's great suspense. It's, uh, a bottle episode, and it's one of like the, the the great bottle episodes of all time, and and I think, all right, I think that mm. everything people say about this episode 
is 100% correct. What a fucking banger. Right? What an absolute banger. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you had me worried there. I thought you were going to do a Blink thing again, where I was so excited for us to get into Blink and you were like, it's mostly okay. Blink is mostly okay. I know, right. Listen, we can't rehash this. <laughs> we're not doing it. So this is certified banger. Are you Are you prepared to say it? Yeah, of course. Yeah, of course I am. Alleged. This is certified Look. banger. This is... I I always say one episode in particular is my favourite of the Russell era. And we haven't got to it yet, and I'm not going to say what it is, but I always say this one episode is my favourite of the Russell era. But watching this uh, last night, I was like, oh, maybe maybe a new player has entered the battlefield. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to need to watch that one again, and we will soon enough. But, like, yeah. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I this this one, as as the kids or the dickheads say, has the source. I no, no, I think the kids, cool kids say that as well. Not just I don't dickheads. think anyone cool says that. <laughs> I, I, said I think it's mostly virgins on Twitter. <laughs> I said it the other day to you. Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay, fine. Oh, here's something I wanted to bring up. Um, this isn't relevant to anything, but something I just found funny. Um, the other day, I it was your wife's birthday, and I texted your wife to say, I wrote a beautiful little message. I said, happy birthday. And within like 30 seconds, I got a text from you saying, she's married me. <laughs> Calm down, I was so like. happy myself sending that. <laughs> I saw it come through and I was like, oh, I've got, I've, got a, I've got a very limited window to do something fun here. Why are you screening their text messages? What's going on? No, <laughs> she was, we were on her phone looking at something and it came up. <laughs> and then I was furious that she, she had your number. Um, yeah. All right, look. So this is a contender for the top spot, the Russell top spot. I had a number before you did. Okay, we're still on this. <laughs> That's true. I think you did. I think you might have done, yeah. There's no think about it. I did. That's a fact. <laughs> Yeah, well, you didn't use it to the way I did, did you? No, obviously not. Blowing up her line, risen her up like me. I'm hearing myself listening back to this, knowing that I hate myself for saying that. And everyone else hates you too. So, (laughs) well, that's very rude of them. As long as Um, you're aware. Yes, I am. It's true. (laughs) Um, Midnight, Midnight, Lawrence. Yeah, I look. This is this is like an kind of a weird episode to talk about in terms of like normally we we try and like follow the story along as it goes and we're going to no and we are but like no but this is like a this is like a it's a bottle episode where like there's less signify it's it'd be more like and then sky did this and then the doctor said this like it would that would like there's no other rooms they don't go to different places and don't new characters don't come and go like okay it's harder to see what it's, it's harder to follow this one then maybe I feel like you'd be like a little coward. <laughs> I mean, we get. Look, I wrote my notes in chronological order because that's how I watched the episode. Um, yeah. <laughs> I tried to make notes on this, and because famously I don't make notes because I hate yes. making notes, and we usually just go off yours, which is why yeah. the episode, <laughs> the episodes of this podcast mostly just feel like you going. And oh, then what happened next? So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's um, what, I mean, people seem to like it. I guess. But like I like this is a big one. So I tried to make some notes and like I kept getting annoyed because I had to pause the episode to watch it. And then like halfway through, I went, fuck this. I'm just going to w- watch the episode. 
Um, See, I like doing... That's one of my favourite things about making those. One of your favourite like, things to do when watching an episode of Doctor Who is to stop watching it so you can write what just happened. Do you realise no, how not, fucking insane that sounds? No, not write what just happened, but, like, you know, digest the point, go, like, oh, what... That's an interesting thing to expand on and give myself 30 seconds just to be like, have a little think about it and be like, I reckon we could dig in on this. Like, I'm talking about like the themes, like just getting stuck. Because this episode is like a lot happens, but it's also saying a lot of stuff. And I was like, if I don't write this down, I'm going to forget it. Don't, don't you tell me what this episode is saying. All right? I, I know what this episode is saying. OK, <laughs> well, go on. Read me some. Read me one of your two notes or something. I'll read you my first note, please. Companion light episode. You are not going to believe this. That is my first note. Verbatim? It, well, it says companion light. How you spell light? L-I-T-E. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we know. We them boys. <laughs> All right. I don't know why that is that way. Why Why does? Why is it spelled like that? Because it's... Never mind. We knew how to spell yeah, it. we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> fuck, fuck off, everyone. <laughs> Yeah, I put Donna's having a break. Um, it, it's it's like it's been a while since I watched this kind of like like as a series. Like I tend to with Doctor Who just pick up a random episode if I want to throw on an episode of Doctor Who. But like Which knowing like the last you, two weeks Donna's had, it's no wonder she's like yeah a spa for me. Actually, you can go and sit on the bus <laughs> for like five hours or whatever. Yeah, I, I think it's a well deserved little little pamper treatment for Lawrence. Sound uh, for Lawrence for Donna. Uh, <laughs> sounds like like I don't know why they decided to come to this planet, which like mm. seems like look, it's a very hostile environment and it's almost <laughs> completely uninhabitable. But you know, we built this hotel which is made out of like thick ass diamonds, so you'll be safe. So like that's pretty cool. And I'm like, yeah, but just build it somewhere else where it, <laughs> <I> mean, where, <laughs> where it is safe, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like we we can have a nice time somewhere that's not constantly trying to kill us, you know. See, I I I thought about this because I've heard this criticism before on this episode, and there's like, I don't know if this is maybe reading too much into it, but like, is is there not something in it where like people take stuff for granted, like a comment on that kind of human ignorance of like, oh, we set up here, so we're fine. I think like it's, it's very intentional. I'm not, yeah. like, saying Russell's an idiot. I think he's... <laughs> but you're saying you, you're you not going here. No, no, I'm not going here. I'm saying fucking capitalism is horrible. And they're like, <laughs> hey, look, we built a fucking all-star resort on this mm. completely inhospitable, fucking terrible planet. Looks pretty. And we built a fuck-off hotel so we can get tourists in and... You know, completely ruin the fucking natural landscape or whatever there's, on this yeah. undisturbed planet where there's weird shadow creatures who want to kill us all or whatever. But like, you know, yeah, no, it, yeah, it's definitely a comment. But yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not in a rush to go visit here. But they seem safe. They seem safe enough. Well, Lawrence, like, I got good news for you. You will literally never be able to visit this planet for two reasons. One, we are nowhere near the level of interstellar travel that we need to be to reach this planet. And number yeah. two, it's fictional. So there you go. So even if number one was true. <laughs> yeah, even if even if we did somehow leap forward uh, thousands of years of our technology and reach mm. uh, the level where we could uh, safely do interstellar travel, wouldn't fucking matter. Because I've been in my I've been in my lab working for a thousand years and I finally get to it and then you go, but it is also not real. Yeah. You crush my world. 
Um, I, do you know what? I love this episode because I think this is like, this is a kind of scenario that the Doctor finds himself in a fair bit in a broad sense in terms of like he lands somewhere and there's a group of humans that are just around and they, yes. something goes wrong and they need his help. And this is kind of like the Russell flipping that and going like, what if, <laughs> you know, because it's bound to happen eventually. What if the Doctor does land somewhere and it turns out that the humans that are like terrified and need his help just turn on him out of pure fear. Like, what does he do then? Spoilers. They know this. I know, but I like us to reach that point organically. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> Fine. What would you like to say before we get to that point? Well, no, no, go on. Continue your thought. No, I, but that, 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 that's just something like a general thought of why I think this episode is great. Like, it, it kind of takes that scenario that we are familiar with and just kind of flips it rather than being impressed by him they're more like not i guess fearful but like they more pin it on him they more kind of go you're here and you seem to know what's happening you know too much we're scared of you now rather than you know quite a lot about this scenario please help us out of it if that makes sense yeah it does make sense it's the whole episode (laughs) (laughs) all right fine (laughs) Fine, I won't talk about it then. Go no, on, let's reach it. <laughs> Fine, well, all right, why do you love this episode, Nathan? Let's reach this point organically. Well, I, I mean, I've already kind of said it. Are we not going to go through it? All right, where, where do we start? We're in the spa. Donna's having a break. Um, yeah, I, oh, I, li- I, li- I do like that the doctor is like calling her, and like right up to the point where she, he's getting on the bus. And he's like, you sure? Come on. Mm. <laughs> Come yeah. on, have, have a little travel. And she's like, no. I, li- I like that they've taken a... Um, the doctor's taken her to this planet that, like you say, yes, terrifying as it may be on the outside, but like is beautiful and looks incredible. And <laughs> and the doctor's like, let's go and do this. We can travel on like ground that no one's ever stepped on before. And Donna's takeaway of it is kind of more like, yeah, no, it sounds like a school trip. <laughs> I'm just gonna stay here and work on my tan instead. <laughs> the the doctor, he just he can't help himself. Like even mm. even if they've come to this like vacation resort and they're they're purposefully having a bit of a break and, and a chance to chill out, he's still itching for a little bit of adventure, a little bit of excitement. He can't just sit back and sunbathe or whatever. He's like, fuck this, I gotta I gotta put on an ugly brown suit and go sit on a bus for like six hours or whatever. He he, he just can't help get involved with a, a little bit of adventure. And, and, you know, I can't relate, but I appreciate it. <laughs> no, that's fair enough. I mean, I thought you could, you might be able to relate to this today. You've spent a long time in the car today, travelling. Yeah, Did anything awful. like this happen on your journey? <laughs> I can safely say nothing like this happened on my journey. Be a bit fucking weird if it did, going down the A1 and then fucking... There was someone knocking... The, first of all, I'd be able to see through the window, so <laughs> half the mystery's gone already. Yeah, it's true. It wouldn't be quite as threatening. Mm. Um, yeah, I like the Doctor's like pre-Sting line. It suddenly gears very into like, we know we're a TV show. And he's like, oh, traveling on a little bus with a bunch of strangers. I have no idea who they are. What a planet called Midnight. What could possibly go wrong? Everything. Like Everything. Yeah. Could, <laughs> the worst things you could ever imagine. Just the absolute <laughs> worst of humanity all forced into a little bus together. Just, yeah, not not great. I like that they were going to visit... Um, they made plans to go to an anti-gravity restaurant, but uh, mm. they'll have their bibs this time. With... <laughs> so. I like that. I like Doctor Who's great for this, right? Because every now and again, there'll just be a little throwaway line like that. 
And yeah. you're like, it just lets, lets you picture this whole <clears> other scenario that we wouldn't get to see. And like, I can't imagine anything worse. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> horrible. Gravity restaurant. Sounds absolutely horrible. What's the safest food choice you could get at an anti-gravity restaurant? Probably like something very solid. Like I've got you, mine. You don't want any anything liquid based as a no go. Yeah. You need uh, something solid like a steak or like. Yeah, but then if you've got like sauce and a bit of grease, that can go places, can't well, it? Well, then don't get sauce. Plain steak though. That's very very dull. It's not dull. Plain steak on it. A steak on its own. Like if it's cooked right, it's not dull. All right, not if dull, you're just but... getting a if you're just getting a steak and like fucking just pan frying it for like twenty minutes, then yeah, that's dull. But if it's if it's seasoned and it's cooked properly and it's basted with the garlic and the rosemary and all that, it's it's beautiful. You don't need to fucking slather it in ketchup like you do. You <laughs> I don't put fucking... ketchup on my steak. And this is a man who goes to Nando's or there's a plain chicken and <laughs> douses it in ketchup. I, I think my choice is better. I think I've got I'll go for a calzone. Everything's literally contained in a little pocket. I mean, yeah, I guess. Bit boring, isn't <laughs> it? No, calzone's all right. It's just a pizza, isn't it? Folded up pizza. Yeah, it's a bit boring. Just get what a pizza. You... <laughs> I mean, yeah, but look, not here. <laughs> all the top, all my toppings would fall off if it went Why upside down. Why would they down. fall off? Well, I mean, how glued on is are your toppings on your pizza? Well, it depends how well the pizza's like cooked and formed. Like, I feel like mm. if you took like a, a slice of pizza, like a, I don't know, a pepperoni pizza or whatever. And you held it upside down. I don't think you just could suddenly have pepperoni all over the floor. Well, not all over the floor if it's anti gravity anyway. It'd be just floating around you. Yeah. So just hold it. <laughs> yeah, look, we could get. <laughs> so, we could solve this quite easily. We've spent far too long on the anti gravity restaurant. <laughs> we have. Um, <clears throat> I like that this, this is like. Um, I like that it's, it's companion light, but it's also budget light. I like the. This episode was like written in a hurry, essentially. Mm. Uh, this was like one of them episodes where, which is strange, right? Because it's like largely regarded as one of the best of this era. But why? Why did you get the sense it was written in a hurry? It was. He, Russell said it was. Was he it? Said it. Yeah, he said this episode What's the quote? came about. I can't pull up the exact. I don't fucking know the exact quote. I just remember reading this a couple of years ago. Mm. Sounds like an but... incorrect source, if you ask me. <laughs> Look, I might have been wrong. I'm, 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 I am paraphrasing, but yeah. Um, no, I'm pretty sure it was written in a, in like a hurry because they needed like an episode that mainly while while Donna was um, while Catherine Tate was filming Turn Left, they needed an episode that was mostly contained, like low budget, and something that uh, David Tennant could film while Catherine Tate was off doing Turn Left. Hmm. So anyway, that look maybe bollocks, but. It definitely feels like it's got that sense. Like it, it, even down to like the they. I mean, I know it's written into the show, but like, there's not even green screen windows. It's like, yeah, we put the shutters down. We are really just on a bus set. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, yeah. I tell you what. I, one thing I did quite like. One that once the doctor gets on the shuttle, um, and the the hostess pulls out like ten screens with like a bunch of different like in flight entertainment sources. It reminded me of. You know that meme where like people people watch films on TikTok with like Subway Surfer going on the side of it. Yeah, it felt like that, and I like that everyone was just kind of it was for no one. Everyone else seemed like this is too much. I don't like this. I have a note here that says the bus is not very autism friendly because it was just <laughs> it was just immediately just the most aggressive sensory overload place to be ever. I was yeah. like. 
I would not handle this place well at all. It seems like an absolute nightmare. And the doctor's immediately like, which probably is a bit autistic, to be honest. He's immediately like, fuck this. And he just like sets it off and is like, I'm not having this at all. See, that's that's like the that's like the, the positive way of looking at it. The negative way is like, imagine being stuck on a bus with someone like the doctor. Like, imagine if you are one of the people that are like, oh, I like this. I'm just zeroed in on one of these pieces of entertainment. No, you like comes you- in. You can't zero in on one piece of entertainment, though, because they're all overlapping and, like, playing at once, and they've all got... Like, she gave them all headphones, but it's all playing through the speakers anyway. Oh, yeah, and, that's like, true. And it's a nightmare. You can't focus in on anything. <laughs> he did everyone a favour. That's. I mean, to be fair, there wasn't a single person annoyed about it. So. I know there's always, like, the idea of someone on a bus being like well we'll all have to talk to each other then that's like everyone's worst nightmare and for good reason because yeah literally no one wants to talk to strangers on the bus we just want to get where we're going and that's it all right but like three hours there's like six people oh whatever it's fine i i had like the most um it was my wife's birthday we went into london and i we the train that we got on it had already been delayed we had to go to another station and then that was the station where everyone was trying to get to London from that one specific platform. So it was rammed. Yeah. Anyway, I got lucky. The train pulled up right where I was standing. I was like, fuck it. I'm going to be one of the first on. I could just run in, grab a seat. Right. This guy that was stood next to us ended mm-hmm. up just kind of like friendly chatting to us for a bit. And I was like, cool, this, but I'm sure this will end soon. Anyway, we got on and this guy managed to sit down. And then I had the most awkward encounter of my life where I just had to put myself first. And this guy, this guy went to me and went, oh, do you guys want to sit down here? And I went, no, it's fine. <laughs> and I just walked to another seat. And I sat down and I turned to my wife and I said, I just can't do that for an hour. I just, this is a, it's a fairly long train. I just can't do that for an hour. Was he within sight? Uh, maybe like half a carriage away. Wow. Yeah. It's pretty rude. <laughs> it was really rude. I felt terrible. <laughs> you should. That's really rude. I couldn't do it. You know those people that are just like they're great. God love them. But like yeah. there are there are there's a time and a place and I was tired and I'd already like the time and the place is never and nowhere. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they should know that. <laughs> never talk to me on a train or a bus or anything because like I have to take my headphones out and like it's just I just want to let me listen to my little podcast or my little music. It's mostly podcasts. Yeah. And then I'll just I'll just be in my own little world. I don't I need Oh no one talks to each other. Good. You got nothing nice <laughs> to say, I said on my podcast. Um <laughs> yeah. anyway. the, the, the irony is we're probably preaching this to people that agree that are on the train listening to us. Everyone who listens <laughs> to this is an introvert, I can guarantee. It, okay. It's, it's very no one, true. No one who's no one who's talking to people on buses listens to podcasts, all right? <laughs> Otherwise they'll be listening to their podcast. Anyway, so you say fuck them screens. You're happy the doctor turned them all off. Call me a screen slaver from Incredibles 2 because I say <laughs> fuck them screens. <laughs> um, all right, we get so we get like a little montage of um, scenes of essentially of just various little slices of this four hour period. We get where... introduced to the cast of characters, don't we? Yeah. We get, yeah. We get a good little introduction. So we have Professor... Um, Peach? I don't, I don't know his actual name. Let's just say Professor Peach. <laughs> We're not doing Professor Peach we Professor. No, that was Professor Plum. This is Professor Peach. I think it actually oh, was yes. Professor Peach. Was it Professor Peach? I don't know. It was now. something. It was a fruit with a pea. But like... 
What? No, I'm just, I, what? I, I, this, is, this is not a Doctor Who podcast, is it? What are we doing? What do you mean? This is people. We're like, what was this guy's name? We can't remember. Let's make up one from him from a guy that had this same name a couple of episodes ago. I don't know what you're getting at. I don't know what your right. issue is, quite frankly. All right, I apologise. Yeah, Professor. Right, so we got Professor Peach and Professor Peach's um, like research assistant student kind of uh, like yeah, kind of like a sort of like grad student, but like clearly someone he doesn't take seriously or anything like mm. that. Uh, DD, I believe her name was. Yes, DD. Um, um, we got it was it was it was called Professor Hobbs. Professor Hobbs and Shaw, we'll call him. Okay, Professor Hobbs and Shaw. So we got Professor Hobbs and Shaw. Then we got uh, Mr. and Mrs. Tory. Yes, yeah, very much so. And their son. And their son, uh, Merlin. Merlin, yes. Yeah, goth Merlin. <laughs> what, a, what a goth surname. What a goth name is Jethro as well. Like well, that's... <laughs> I think that adds to it. You know? <laughs> you, you know, like... There's like a very ordinary like parent, like a very ordinary couple who like have this son and he's like, he's like, you know, he's, he's got all goth to seem edgy and everything like this. He's got like long black hair and he's wearing like <laughs> piercings and a studded belt and all like this. And he's like, oh, my name's Eugene or some shit like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still got that Tory name he was given. Yeah, exactly, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like this little, um, this little montage because it is just, it feels like, slices of a, of like a house pie you know like bad house pies when you were younger and you just you'd go into the kitchen and someone would be there and you'd be like I guess I'm talking to you now like it would it feels all kind of like thrown together and everyone's just kind of not really sure what's going on or who they're talking to I feel like we had very different experiences of house pies when we were younger <laughs> I was I, I, I won't say what I was doing but it, it wasn't that <laughs> Uh, fair enough. <laughs> um, Nathan, I don't know if you know this, but the these shuttles never stop. But unfortunately, this one has. Um, something's Can I finish wrong. going through the cast of characters? Is that okay? Are we? I thought we'd done them all, didn't we? Well, no. There's Leslie Sharp who plays. Sky. Oh yes, yes, yes. That's true. Apologize to everyone now. I apologize, everyone, and say you was wrong. I was wrong. Thank you. And say I was Work. right. <laughs> Nathan was right. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, Leslie Sharp, a uh, great actress who plays Sky, um a big character for the episode, but first of all, she's just got divorced or whatever. Yeah, I I like I like that she's kind of <clears throat> she's she's standoffish, which doesn't help her case later on, but she's cuz she's very well, she she's quite outspoken. The, she's the person who just seems to want to be left alone at first. Yeah. She's got a book and then she's like I don't want anything to do with any of this. But then the doctor's talking to her while I while they have their chief or whatever their chicken and beef mm. their chief, um, so yeah. Would that taste nice, chicken and beef combo like that? Yeah, it'd be fine. It's not often that you have chicken and beef on the same plate, is it? As well, no, so, not really. But it can't be, you know, can't be that different. I like them both separately, so I'd imagine it, I can't. I wouldn't have had a bad time. There you go. There we go. Add lamb to it though, and it's not for me. I'm not a lamb fan. Chlamif. Chleef. Chleef. Start the year as we mean to go on. Yeah, um, yeah I like that she's she's <clears> kind of a bit 
like not grumpy, but she's very much like, yeah, give me my own space. But then she sees the doctor fuck up the entertainment system and she's just kind of got like a little, you know, this, this guy might be my kind of, my, my kind of guy. Yeah. I, I respect a man that has no respect for this awful TikTok mush brain system. But yeah, I, anyway, the path, so it, it stops. They come to like a halt, um, which never ever happens. So everyone's a bit kind of confused. Um, and I, I don't know. I feel like this is, I don't know if you have this relationship with me because when you watched it, you were a bit older for the first time. But like, no, right. <laughs> this is right. You you always sigh like this, but like, I'm not just saying a fact as <laughs> as like a part of something I'm saying. I know, but it's it's a fact that comes up a lot. <laughs> is what I'm saying. Right? I'm, wor- I'm working it into every episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, this was one of like the first kind of like I don't know pieces of like media that I saw as a child. Um, I guess when you were a teenager. Um, the, the, Surely you would have been a teenage. Wait, oh, actually, maybe not. Uh, two thousand eight. How old was I in two thousand and eight? It was twelve, wasn't you? I might have been twelve. Yeah, you was born like you. You don't even know when you was born. You was born ninety six, <laughs> wasn't you? Don't ask me to do maths on the fly. I was born in ninety seven. <laughs> yeah, all right, I was, I was eleven then. Yeah, I was eleven. So I'm young enough, right? Um, no, but I, I genuinely, I think this is one of the first times I realized like there's like people talking the whole time for like the whole episode like that can be just as interesting as like action and explosions and everything else like Mm. i think this is one of the first times i like connected with something that was basically just tension building for like 40 long minutes yeah um and i don't know i just i like that i like that it it reminded me of this quote that um Christopher Eccleston had back in the day when him and Russell were on speaking terms mm-hmm. um, where he said something like Russell's writing is good because if you can get children from a young age with good stories um, that pushes them into like this kind of new they can appreciate new forms of storytelling that's what Doctor Who is great at doing mm-hmm. um, and I, I don't know there was part of this part of this episode watching it back today and I was like yeah, well, yeah shit like watching this as a child you'd either be completely turned away from it like I don't care for this. There's nothing going on. It's well, it's one long big conversation. Or you'd be like gripped by it, and it would kind of introduce th- a new form. I don't think it is one big long conversation, though. It's not mm. just like you know people sit around a table and just talking for mm. for forty minutes or whatever. Like it is people talking, but there's also this very creepy factor in the middle of it as well that's woven in with the you know the whatever the creature is and the repetition and there's there's stuff that is fascinating and you're naturally going to be interested to see what it is and how it develops and find out where it's come from and all that kind of stuff i I don't think it is just people talking necessarily no and you, you are right and there is like there's parts of a scuffle in between and everything else it is broken up but like that most of that like most of that style is brought in like through like the editing like um like the the person that plays sky her like her head turns sharply and there's like mm. a sound like a sting sound effect and it's like it it's it, it it's it's presented in the same way but like the bulk of it is just a kind of character character dynamics and just playing between them like i'd imagine if this was like a stage play actors would fucking love it cuz it's just a couple of people in a room just bouncing off of each other 
Yeah. Um, whereas, like, you know, in, like compare it to the last couple of episodes, we're running around an entire library planet and there's spacemen with flies. And, like, it, it's it, it there's a lot more to grip onto. But I think this manages to be just as interesting with a lot less. Which yeah, is I think so too. But I don't think anyone would be put off by it. No, I don't, no, I don't yeah, think I anyone would be like, well, I'm bored of this. There's nothing happening, you know? Because... I think yeah. there is. I think there's a lot happening. There, there and, is, and not just like all sort of stuff that dickheads don't notice. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. There is a lot happening. I'm just picturing like a child in a smoking jacket. Like I'm picking up on the uh, <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> on the anti-capitalism stances. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, there's banging on the door. Um, uh, and oh wait, well, hang on. Before wait, there's banging on Do the I, door. Yeah, fucking hell. All right. Let's, Miss half the episode, I guess. Look, sometimes you can't make up your... Sometimes I go too quick for you, and other times I'm too... Um, shut up. What happens? <laughs> read me your second note that you wrote. I already read my second note. All right, fine. Um, the doctor goes to check out. He immediately picks up that there's some, there's some bullshit. They're being fed some keep the, keep the, um, the passengers calm bullshit. All right, so, so heads... the, the bus stops is, I think, yeah. what you're trying to get to, but you were panicking and couldn't figure out what the fuck I was, was going fucking, on. I was saying what I was saying. I said <laughs> the bus was... stopped ages ago. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Oh, and then you just talked about something else. I was doing other things. Okay. <laughs> I was making other points. So the bus has stopped because uh, there's someone in the way and they're told it's all part of like a, well, it's perfectly routine or whatever or anything mm. like that. Um, they're just resetting the engines or whatever, and the doctor's like, "Well, that's bullshit. I don't know. I know what's going on here." Um, so he goes up into their front cabin. He speaks to Driver Joe and someone else. Um, and mechanic um, Mick. I'm gonna mechanic mechanic. I think his name is Claude. Actually. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, we've yeah. also had a mechanic Mick on the show as well. Have we? Mechanic Mickey. Oh yeah, I guess that's correct. I don't think anyone ever called him Mick. No, no, literally no one ever. <laughs> well, then maybe I'm the first. Um, all right, mechanic Claude and was it Driver Joe, Captain Joe? Driver Joe, Driver Joe. Yeah, um, yeah. This I, I'm curious. Did you ever watch this scene back and like try and find out what he was pointing at? Yeah, when I was an idiot. <laughs> yeah, it took me too long. <laughs> To realise, oh, they obviously just didn't put anything. Yeah, <laughs> there's, there's nothing there. They, they, it's very intentional that there's nothing there. You know? <laughs> and they, every now and again, you'll see like a video prop up on TikTok, and it'll be like really zoomed in as if you can, <laughs> as if there actually is something to look at. And it's like there's nothing there. It's, it's very intentional that there is actually nothing there. I, I like. I almost like. I respect the choice as well because it is just. It's. It's supposed to get you to do exactly that. It's supposed to get is, yeah. you to fear something that you can't see or describe. Yeah, of course. Fear. Fear of the unknown is always the scariest thing. Yeah, um, but I quite like that. But yeah, it took me too long into. I, I. I don't know. I was probably an adult when I worked that out, and I just watched mm. it. And I was like, "Hang on, I'm being duped. <laughs> I'm being duped here. <laughs> don't like this." Um. I. Yeah. So. Basically, he described. I think he is it Mick. What's it? What I call him? Mechanic Mick. Mechanic Claude. Mechanic Claude. He describes it as like something dark, um, and I think. I don't know. Does the doctor believe it at that point? Because he doesn't see it. What? Like that? There's something out there. Is he like? I, I think he believes that Claude saw something. Yeah. The doctor isn't. 
the doctor isn't the professor okay the doctor yeah, yeah. isn't uh someone who's be like well no because i know how this planet works and nothing can survive out there so there's absolutely no way that anything is out there and you're wrong like <laughs> the professor is very much like that because he cannot accept that you know there's there's stuff out there that he doesn't know about or that he's wrong or that his understanding of stuff is um, outdated or 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 can it be changed or whatever he he just cannot accept that fact throughout the entire episode he's always like there's nothing out there there's you know he's <laughs> his absolute refusal to accept even when he is given the fucking most compelling evidence possible he yeah. is still just his absolute refusal to accept it is uh is very interesting but the doctor is like he's always someone who who will accept evidence and he's and he will accept because he's seen all kinds of shit so he's not going to be like no you're wrong actually there's nothing out there and i am smart so shut up <laughs> yeah shut up claude yeah. <laughs> you don't know what you're saying i i like that with the professor that it's kind of there right from the beginning and at first it kind of just seems like there's nothing malicious about it at first. and that's why this whole episode does that everyone changes subtly Mm. Um, but still staying very much within their character. But there's something about the professor where it starts and he's like, oh, the, the shuttle stopped. Well, mm. it never stops. It can't have stopped. It's like, you felt it stop. <laughs> but it's it's not malicious until it gets to the end when he's actually like just point blank refusing to take anyone else's point of view because it doesn't align with what he thinks is. I think the, the doctor has a line to him where it's like, you know, it's lovely that you see the world in this way, but maybe the universe has got other ideas. Yeah, 100%. Um, and it's, yeah, just obviously... But he, he can't accept that there's ideas that don't align with what he knows and understands. Yeah. To him, it's just, it's incomprehensible and not possible, and therefore it cannot be real. Yeah. E even despite everything else telling him otherwise, it's, yeah. it's just simply not possible. You get that kind of like Didi as well saying things that kind of go against what he's saying and his <clears throat> response is just frustrating anger at her. Mm, and yeah. it's like, I, I don't know, man. Like, professors, maybe you should listen to other people. Um, th that, the episode's really good at that, to be fair. There's this whole, like, all of these characters, like, they were written in 2008 and they still feel like like people. Like, they, I, we know people like this or, like, we at least see public figures like this all the time. I I watching this last night. I was I was quite struck by how kind of ahead of its time the episode mm. feels, really, because it it very much feels like a response to uh, like populist politics, like yeah. Trumpism and and fear mongering and all this kind of stuff. And because you have you know characters like uh, Val, who is horrible, like truly horrible and, and quite frightening as a character and like she really fits that archetype of like a you know middle-aged conservative woman who has like bought into all these fucking conspiracies that she reads on facebook and it's like fucking yeah oh you know these people are trying to take stuff away from me and i'm not i'm not gonna let them take this away from me because this is my life and i will protect and defend what i have because this is how things are for me and i'm mm. not doing i'm not a bad person i just want things the way i know and i just want to be safe i'm not a bad person for doing this and it really feels like a a response to to all that stuff which is I don't know. It, 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 like I say, it seems very ahead of its time and like really, really clever. Like I don't, because like populism, politics, and that kind of stuff wasn't really around in two thousand eight. So it's like, yeah, 
it's quite strange and um, or, or just a complete coincidence but like it's it's very think, uh, very well done i think i think it's it's part and parcel with like it one it has just aged well like that's th- there is an element of coincidence there where like the world has proven itself to be in a place where this episode really fits nicely like it, it still mm. holds up but then also there is like there it's not when you when you take it down to its like broadest strokes like yeah russell's obviously a bloke that has experienced bigotry in his life yeah and so he's probably writing these characters from a place of just their it's their way or the highway yeah um and in, when you know when you put it in that unfortunately that is sadly kind of like a timeless fucking thing that just exists um in the world but i like even with other characters there's this element of like dd Dee Dee, she's probably the smartest person in the room other than the doctor mm. in terms of like I, like I know, I know the professor maybe has more degrees or whatever the fuck but he's like his mind shuts him off to being smart she actually is receptive and listens but like there's parts of the episode where dd is like that she uses her intelligence to be like oh no maybe we actually could kill these people yeah and it, and the doctor's just looking at like what you, like the best of you is still terrible like stop <laughs> like yeah i don't know it it fucking great group of characters but anyway we'll um we'll get to the kind of they all take their individual shitty people moments um but we'll get to them um I like that there's kind of after this, the doctor goes back into the room and it just, this is when the episode really starts to spiral. Like I think he says something along the lines of like, Oh, you know, it's just an engine problem. Dee Dee picks up Mm. that it's not an engine problem. And then somehow it gets on to like, hang on, are we running out of air? And then everyone in the room is shouting. (laughs) Just quickly spiraling. They've just heard one thing out, out of context. And then, it's just like, oh, we're running out of air. We're going to die. We're all going to die. You, you just said we're all going to die. Like, no, no one said that. Like, just, just calm down, mate. It's um, that like grapevine fucking social media thing, isn't it? Where someone says yeah. one thing and then it's it, it gets taken out of context and then it's like, well, I mean, it's so far removed from what was actually said now that it's laughable yeah. that you're getting this worked up. Yeah, exactly. That's when the knocking starts to happen, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. There's a, there's a there's a great line leading me. It's like before when like everyone in the arguing and they're, and they're all trying to be like, well, are we safe? Is everything fine? And the doctor's trying to reassure everyone. He's and he just like, I, I'm telling you now, everything is fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great moment, man. It's so so well timed. And then just the look on his face as as like those knocks come in and just the drop is like, fuck. Well, that's not going to help me, is it? That's. <laughs> Uh, yeah that that's that's why this episode obviously like the third act of it gets very harrowing very quickly but like this is that kind of part of the episode where there are even potential moments of like comedy where it's just things are spiraling so far out of the doctor's control Mm. and like normally he i think there's a obviously it's convenient that um this is a companion light episode because it reinforces the point that normally there is someone that is more empathetic than the doctor around to help with this scenario like yeah there's normally a companion about to do a bit of crowd control while the doctor can get his stethoscope out and listen to a wall and stuff i'm just trying um, to think how would donna handle this episode and <laughs> oh, I, someone would have got punched <laughs> mate someone absolutely would have got punched i reckon this, she'd yeah. have punched val <laughs> yeah yeah you're probably right <laughs> yeah 
Um, but I like it. That being said, I think there's there is this great moment where the Doctor has his stethoscope out and he like he spends. He and, and I think this is because there is no companion there. He spends so long putting it up to the wall and like he's mm. doing his checks. He's trying to work out what he can figure out, what kind of little nuggets of information he can get um, to try and control the situation. But he does that for so long whilst ignoring all the people spiraling behind him. Yeah. That like by the time he comes back to the conversation, he's lost control of the room and I don't, and he never gets it back. It's just from that point on, it's just. Every single time he regains some composure, someone just says some other heinous shit. Yeah. And the doctor's like, no, <laughs> we're going backwards now. This is not helpful. Um, but yeah, what what happens? We've got the hostess opens the door and Claude and, um, Claude and Joe are dust. They're atom boys. Yeah, the, the, uh, the thing is gone. I think is... Oh, yeah, that is this bit, yeah. Yeah, they... So they've gone, they've been taken away, and then there's the knocking all around the cabin and stuff, which is quite scary, really great tension building. The No one has any idea what's out there. The professor, again, refuses to accept that anything is out there, despite the constant knocking um, <laughs> and everything like that. Um, yeah, quite scary and just really interesting. Mm. I like that it... Um... I don't. I I remember watching this uh, when I was younger, and there was this moment where I actually like felt subverted in that it does go for Sky, and Sky has this moment where she's like, "Oh God, it's coming for me," and it's very scary. And there's a few slashes, and then when we check back in on her, she is kind of what what position is she? She's kind of hunched up in a ball. She's of yeah. She's kind of like cradled herself. Oh, she's mm. like made herself very small and hunched up really. yeah and um and like as a child i don't know if i understood why that they did it like this but when when she spins around and she's yeah. looks wiry and creepy yeah but there wasn't there's no like makeup there's no wound there's no, no she hasn't got like sharp teeth or black eyes or anything creepy no um it's very much just an unhin an un uh, an unhinged human <clears throat> um and I like I remember feeling subverted as a kid, being like, "Oh, I thought it'd be more scary. I thought there'd be something terrifying." But mm. like as an adult, I'm watching it, being like, "Oh yeah, no. Th I mean, that's what the entire episode is about, isn't it? It's just look how fucking ugly humans can be." Yeah. Uh, and it's like the most terrifying thing in that room is just a deranged fucking shell of a creature in the human form. Um, I think the most terrifying thing in that room is the humans. Yeah, I, I think I, that's. I I I, I think the. <laughs> You can have the argument, you know, what is the monster of this episode? Is it the fucking <laughs> shadow creature or is it the humans? Is it the people on the bus? Because, like, yeah. I think that, that that argument can be made. That, I mean, the the creature on the bus, um, it can't, it it can't get as far as it gets without the people on the bus, without the humans. Yeah. Like, it, it, it quite literally can't. Um, but, yeah, I like the... Um, this episode does something really fascinating where, and I think a lot of people have had this observation where it takes away the doctor's best weapon, which is always his words and his ability to reassure and also his ability to like kind of word vomit his way out of trouble. Mm. Um, and that's not an option here because the more he speaks, the more this creature learns, at least he assumes from the get go. Um, so he's kind of just powerless and again, it's just one of them things where 
if well, he can't control the, the room. Sky is repeating everything. We should probably say that. Oh yes, yes. So she's going back and forth. Uh, the, these scenes are brilliant as well. Yeah, like just that eye contact between them both, and it's like, oh, this is this is scary stuff. Yeah, <laughs> right and it's 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 so well done from an acting point of view. It's like so well done the way she's like just able to mimic. Um, mm. uh, everyone and uh, follow on from what they're saying. I think the most impressive part is when they go through pie to like 30 places or whatever. Because, yeah. first of all, the ability to recall that perfectly is hard enough on its own. But then to do that at the same time as someone who is doing it, but like four numbers ahead of you and <laughs> yeah. still recall it perfectly, that is, that's fucking insane. Like, you, ever, you ever done that thing to your mate where they're like taking down a phone number and you're like three seven just to yeah. wind them up you say random yeah like imagine that it's like when <laughs> we're like because we we do these over zoom and like we we all sing a song sometimes and like because mm. there's a natural delay like one of us is always a little bit behind and then we try to compensate for that and and slow down a little bit but then the other person slows down so it doesn't quite work it's like it, it, it's natural instinct to want to match up to like to what yeah. else is going on so the ability to completely do that like a few steps behind it's 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 very impressive it is it is fun that Dee, Dee says like no one could have done that no one could have repeated all of that and i'm like well they did it <laughs> like because someone had to do it <laughs> they had to perform that scene what 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 do we get here this is kind of what i was saying earlier where it gets a little bit hard to talk about the specifics like this is where i've just kind of got more general notes on the stuff that people are saying and like character wise what it would mean for them because it's kind of like this is where it basically now from this point onwards it's just essentially the bus people <laughs> the humans getting worse and worse yeah um throughout the episode so i don't know what like who's who's who interests you here what what goes on here that you want to talk about i think it's interesting um well, this is where like the 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 real characters kind of like come out of their shell, and like the the people start to the more scared that people get, the more mm. they start to like react and and just make themselves out to be quite horrible, really. Um, I I think it's it's interesting like once Sky starts repeat uh, not repeating but matching along with what they're saying like at the exact same time. I feel like that's very interesting and like the way it's it's almost like a moffism like we spoke you know last week's about the moffism yeah. how like you don't even notice it at first you don't even notice in that the repeating has stopped and then suddenly it's like oh your voice sounds weird there's like this weird little like tone underneath it it yeah. almost sounds like robotic or like there's some voice filter on you for some reason <laughs> but then then you realize what it is and it's like oh shit that's that's quite scary it's yeah, I I rem I've kind of caught it a lot um, watching it earlier today, where there is just this yeah, it's just this undertone, mm. and I'm like, and it had me sat there thinking as well. I was like, I wonder if they did this all on set or whether like, like she got in a booth and recorded all of this to their exactly their tone because it's everyone and it's and everyone. this is a, yeah yeah this she's, is a scene where everyone's everyone. shouting over everyone. I think it would have been both. I think they would have done it on the mm. set, but I also think they would have ADR'd it as well because just because they've they would have had to because you wouldn't be able to pick it up that cleanly on the actual set. Yeah, um, and and it does weird stuff like when like the camera focuses in on her, like it, it switches like what you hear switches from like let's say the doctor to to then Scar, you hear her version of it and stuff. Yeah, 
I like this one where he's like, it's 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 Mr. Tory, and he's like, stop scaring my wife, and it cuts back to her, and he, and she's like, my wife, like <laughs> really, and that's another thing that I love, right? Because it's <clears throat> the Doctor. I, I, I tell you, what, I want to get your take on this because this this is a real interesting part of it for me uh, that I hadn't mm-hmm. really considered until today. Um, is that this is this is a story that works so well with specifically the Tenth Doctor. Yeah. Because he, as we've spoken about many a time, he has this need to prove his intelligence. Like, yes, he's the Doctor and he's compassionate and he he has empathy for everyone and he loves as much as he can. Um, But there's also this, he is vain and he is a show-off and he does like to be the smartest person in the room. And Mm. when he knows he is, he likes to go on these big sprawling speeches about how he can save the day and all of this. Um, And in this scenario it's kind of really difficult because the more he says, the more he makes these people feel insecure. Like the Mm. smarter that he presents himself to be kind of makes these people be like, oh, so you think you know better than us? And again, I think this perfectly, this is what I'm saying. I think this perfectly ties into like populist politics as well. Because when you have people who actually know what they're talking about (laughs) and when you have like, actual fucking scientists who have done like research into what the actual thing is or whatever and have presenting you with cold hard facts and they're telling you what they know you still get people being like oh you don't know what you're talking about you're 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 paid off by the fucking the media or all this kind of shit and it's big farmer of got here yeah, yeah. and <laughs> and it's and it's just the absolute refusal to accept that you know uh, mm. anyone of like intelligence is now suddenly the enemy and they're like the the elite and all this kind of uh like strange propaganda and that kind of stuff um it's that insecurity and, isn't it when when you're yeah. challenged and you don't yeah, have and 100%. you don't have a legitimate thing to say back you go well fuck you i'm yeah. better than you yeah yeah and and 10 like he just he, he can't stop like digging himself into a hole really yeah. almost like he you know there's a really good moment I, I think i spoke about it before on the podcast but like one, one of the best moments of this episode is like when everyone is starting to turn on him and they're like well what makes you so like fucking why are you the person who's like taking charge and all this and they're all like ganging up and and questioning why he's trying to or why he knows everything and then he just has the moment where he's like he just resigns to it and he just shouts out because i'm clever and then there's just like deafening silence where you can hear a pin drop and everyone's like well, there it is then. Yeah. Mr. That, fucking Clever the... Clogs over here, mate. Yeah. That that's the best thing, because in in any other Doctor Who episode, that would have been the moment where everyone went, Oh. <laughs> and then and then the Doctor was able to regain control of the room. But that, yeah. that moment where you like you say you can hear the pin drop and then it becomes like Oh, and there it is. So, so you're you saying, do think you're better. <laughs> yeah, so you're saying we're not clever then, Mr. Fucking Mr. Fucking Scientist Man or whatever. That's that's something I love as well. It's this. Um, uh, we spoke about like social media and like how people infer different <laughs> meanings and all the mm. all the stuff. We I think we spoke about that on the phone a couple of days ago. But like, oh no, that would have been Christmas, maybe a week or so ago. But mm. um, there is this kind of thing about being online, and if you argue with anyone, where unless you sum up every single thing that you mean, yeah, they will just take what you didn't say and go. Oh, so you obviously think that about this then. Yeah. Where it's like, I don't like the, the doctor says something. I, I wrote it down with something he says. Oh, he says like, oh, this. He says, you know, she can't do any harm to us. She's still weak. And then Dee Dee goes, so it's getting stronger. And he's like, I didn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> you said that. 
Um, but and and yeah, and again, because I'm clever. Oh, what? So we're not? I also didn't say that. Yeah, <laughs> I just said that I am clever because I am. Um, I think it was a very telling moment with um, with Val's character, where it, it is when they start to like gang up on the Doctor, and I, and I think it's the hostess who's who's saying like. Uh, he like he didn't even book. He just like turned up or whatever. He just like showed up to the bus, and then Val just quickly goes, "What like an immigrant?" And you're just mm. like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, people that's, can book buses, Val. That's very telling about your character. Yeah, I'd say I'd say like of all of it that that's probably the most clear cut, mm. plain as day. This is what Russell meant by that. I, like, I think it, that's interesting because then you can like. You can look back at stuff earlier in the episode, and you can look like even like the story that you know when they're all having a laugh at the beginning of the episode, they're talking about whatever the thing with the pool was, and the, the, and there's mm. just that offhanded comment about like some like alien or whatever, you know, the the one with the with the thing like that, and it's like yeah yeah, oh, what what do you mean by that? You know, it's <laughs> just a very <laughs> subtle thing, but I think once with context, you can look back at it and be like, oh. Interesting. Okay, <laughs> and we spoke as, as well before. The Doctor is a racist, so naturally he went along with it. The Doctor's always been doing some racism in the show. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if the Doctor's. I don't think the Doctor's racist. <laughs> no, but I'm, he's very quick to use signifiers, isn't he? He's very quick to be like, oh, you know, them things with this. What? He does it a lot. We've said it before. The Doctor's a big racist. Give we did a TikTok example. about it. I can't remember. We did a TikTok about the I don't watch being a racist. You, I, don't make, I don't have nothing to do with TikToks. I don't know what they I've never seen. No, but you're in the podcast where the TikToks are from. <laughs> yeah, Nate. but I don't know what the TikTok is. Anything I, just I remember, say could end up as a TikTok, all right? It was very tongue-in-cheek, and I just remember us getting a few comments on it, like, the doctor isn't racist, and I was like, oh, TikToks. TikTok people, man. <laughs> I can't be dealing with this. The trouble is, I think why I have nothing to do with the TikToks is because I can't stand any of the comments because, like you'll say something and then like and obviously it's it's cut down because then you used to fit within like the minute thing or whatever we're, yeah, not, gonna post, yeah. we're not posting the whole fucking episode on tiktok <laughs> it's marketing <laughs> to be honest it's really just so we can get more people to listen <laughs> um, this will not end up as a tiktok i'm guessing um <laughs> but, but then you always you always get people who like obviously they haven't listened to the episode but then they're like, oh, well, actually, I think if you're, fine, if you're later in the episode that this happens, I'm like, yeah, we, we say that in the thing. Just shut the fuck up, all right? We know. We yeah. know. But this, this is, I mean, like, that ties perfectly into this. Like, I can't this remember who said it. I, I don't know who said it, but I think someone said once, like, the way if you want to find out something on the internet, the absolute quickest way to do it is post the wrong answer. Yeah, oh, like so true. Yeah, you will just get corrected like immediately. Like, don't ask the question; just post the wrong answer, and you will get so many people telling you that that's incorrect immediately. We we still get comments on the TikTok we made um, oh, from our other Lord podcast. of the Rings one or whatever. Yeah, we we oh. we said that we. I mean, like in fairness, we were wrong, but by the time we posted the TikTok, we both already knew. But we posted the TikTok anyway for a laugh. Yeah, right. Um, and that we said like Aragon. Was young or something, and a bunch of fucking nerds just just <laughs> rode in and were like, oh, "I don't know if you know this, if you haven't read the books." <laughs> and also, what makes me laugh is like when you when you go on that TikTok and you open the comments, you can see there's already so many comments there saying, uh, "Actually, I think you'll find that's Aragorn species." But then they mm. think, 
maybe I'll be the one to tell them this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll be the one that gets through. And they'll listen to me telling them this. Do you I sent you the... I sent you a screenshot of the... We'll get back to Doctor Who in a minute. Um, <laughs> but I sent you a screenshot where, like, some guy actually fucking sent me. Like, he found my, like, Facebook account. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I sent this to you. And he sent me a message, like... And it was genuinely along, along the lines of like, how about before you talk about someone on the internet that you know fucking nothing about, <laughs> you actually fucking read the books. The extended editions are right there. You can fucking watch them. They're like, oh, why'd you come pretending you know everything? And I just replied with like five Homelander memes or something. <laughs> like I just, I think whatever was on my phone's camera, I was like, have this. Wow. <laughs> just genuine fucking freaks out there. Um, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, follow anyway, us on TikTok. Yeah, follow us on TikTok <laughs> to see little clips of this whenever Lawrence feels like he can be asked to do them. They're sporadic, right? We've yeah, made our very. we've made our deal for the new year. I think that's been like one this whole month. <laughs> sporadic. Yeah, very sporadic. The first month there was like twenty. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um but anyway, to to tie back in, we can um <laughs> that is what that's what people do online. Just they correct. And if you don't say you know, you don't have the whole context of something. They'll just pretend that you thought something else that you didn't because it fits with what they wanted to say. Um, and that that's what's going on here, basically. It's just a mm. bunch of people kind of spurring each other on. Well, I, I, think, I think building off on that and the, the idea that, like, um, you know, you know, they'll, if, if you don't say everything, they'll take what you didn't say and, and run mm. with that. Like, there's a... <laughs> there's a moment where like uh the doctor is he's like trying to again justify and take control and again and he says like whatever's out there that's that's a brand new life and and i can't help it i find that fascinating and then i, th- I think it's valid say oh so you wanted this to happen and, just, and he's like no 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 i absolutely not uh, but then they're like oh you you was here you was talking to her at the front and like he, he was talking to you he talked to everyone he talked yeah. to the whole bus but like it's just this this idea of fear just i don't know just taking this part and not making you i don't even know if it's not making you think straight or if it's like just bringing out the worst in you or what but i think i think it is very much bringing out the worst because i think Mm. every single one of them they show like critical thinking in that moment where like because you look you look back at that montage and you know dd's quite kind of meek and a bit shy as a character Jethro is very much like isolated headphones on. Don't talk to me. I'm a cool goth. Yeah. Um. And then and then the other two, Mr. and Mrs. Tory, are really loud and telling oh. their funny like tourist stories, which is hilarious when they have a problem with immigrants and they're talking about yeah. them doing the wrong thing in someone else's culture. Oh, as literally, well. yeah. They're like, we hate immigrants, but we live in Spain or whatever. Yeah. We got <laughs> yeah. a villa in Spain. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, it doesn't apply to them, obviously. Yeah, oh no, they're not immigrants; they're expats. It's completely yeah, exactly. different, Lawrence. It's completely <laughs> different. Um, but like when that twist later on, like the professor isn't kind-hearted anymore; he's strict and stern. <clears throat> and these these Mister and Missus Tory turn utterly venomous. Yeah, like both of them just jump straight to aggression, uh, and Dee Dee takes charge of the room more than a few times because she's technically. Like, she's the word of science that isn't the doctor. So they turn mm. to her a little bit. Um, I don't know. There's there's something about, like, I think it is just the worst of them. They they all absolutely know what they're doing. I think this is just a part of themselves they never knew existed because they'd never been in this scenario before. 
Yeah. Um, which is, you know, part of that human nature aspect that, like, I think everyone's scared of a side of themselves coming out. Like, everyone always says, oh, <clears throat> could you kill someone? Like, is that something you could feasibly do? And you just don't know whether you, you have don't. it in you. You, d- you don't know until you're in that situation. It's, yeah. it's so impossible to like because sure in the moment like when you're just talking with your friends you can be like yeah i i think i could but when it (laughs) actually comes down to it like when it actually comes down to you being there with a knife or whatever and yeah it's it's uh, so much of a different scenario all right one one person i really did want to speak about in all of this um is uh jethro as well um because i i find yeah merlin yeah gothic Um, merlin yeah, Goth Merlin. I said that when he came on the TV. I went, hey, it's Merlin. Yeah. <laughs> I've never Merlin? seen an episode of Merlin. No, me neither. No, I've seen I've seen the first episode, actually. But Did he ever do anything with Raven? Raven of the day. Not that so Raven, but Raven the Scottish guy that loves No, Finn. there were two different shows. Yeah, but they're both wizards of the era, weren't they? Yeah, but fucking hell. Time fucking... I don't know. Deal or no deal and tip and point are both game shows, but they never did a fucking crossover. No, but like, you know, like fucking, I'm pretty sure they did the Sweet Life on deck with Hannah Montana. On the fucking Disney Channel, Lawrence. I don't know what this was on. What was Merlin on? BBC. Oh, all right, fair enough. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I can't speak to the the BBC (laughs) cinematic universe. I don't know what they've done. Yes, you do. What's all that? I know them. Um, all right, yeah, Jethro is one of them characters that I like. I find him maybe not the most interesting out of this bunch, but he's very quietly fascinating when you look at like how he moves and what his actions are. Because mm. um, at the start, he's very, he's pretty much the only other person that doesn't immediately jump on the yeah, we should throw her out the cabin yeah. bandwagon. He's actually quite confidently going, I don't think we should kill anyone. Yeah, like I'm pretty against that. But then Mr. and Mrs. Tory, who are his mum and dad, they like poke and prod at every kind of doubt that he has. And every kind of, they like, it's not like twisting the knife, but every time he raises a concern, they go, yes, like finally my boy gets it. And like they, they coddle him with his own fear. That's a good point, Lawrence. And we'll discuss that more after this ad break. Thanks, Nathan. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Wow, we're back from the ad break. We are, and this was natural. They like when they when they when they're talking about like if they can, you know, if they should throw her out of the cabin and kill her. Jeffro's like, oh, 
I don't know. I don't, I don't maybe think we should or whatever. And then like Val's like, shut up. He's just a boy. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He's just, a, yeah. he's just a silly little boy. He doesn't know anything that's going on. And then later in the episode when he's kind of then on like, oh, maybe we should do something about it. So I like, see, yeah, Jeffro's saying so. Well done, Jeffro. Good for you, Jeffro. Jeffro, he knows what he's talking about. Yeah, Jeffro now gets a vote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, it's very like... I don't know, like, it's very gaslighty in terms of, like, parenting. But it's also, I think it also speaks to, like, how there is this, like, there is this bigotry that just never dies. Because, like, people always speak about how, like, you know, once once the fossils of our era, once, like, the fucking, the dinosaurs all die off, yeah, then the world will be a better place. But unfortunately, they've taught all their fucking kids how to be the next lot of dinosaurs. Um so they'll always be like, I do feel the world leans more progressively, but like, mm. unfortunately, there will always, always be people that have been brought up to hate change. Yeah. Um, and like Jethro, obviously, I, you can see that it hasn't affected him up until this point. But like when shit hits the fan, they they work him. I do think they 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 start manipulating him. And I don't even think they're consciously doing it. It's just that like right they have as parents that they perceive that they can basically oh they will get him on side because yeah. it's just another name and just another kind of vote on our camp essentially um but yeah interesting character i think for sure i didn't say that much no of him to be honest yeah, yeah he's not doing much most of the stuff that jethro does in the episode is like <clears throat> it's kind of like he's there to be like wait hang on she's now copying you mm. oh hang on she stopped copying you like What's it's it's Wait, what? What's this voice? I love it when you do a little voice. What's his voice? That's his. That's the voice that he does. Because he's <laughs> yeah. like, he's kind of got like a little posho voice. Yeah. Is that Jeffro's voice? What does he? What does he say? He has that line where he's like, um, "We've broken down in the middle oh, of nowhere. <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> Out of nowhere, he does this crazy weird voice. Um, weird character, but I do think he's. There is comments being made on like parent, a parent and child relationship there. Um. And it's very funny that he's also played by like a man who is clearly thirty years old. <laughs> Merlin. Oh, uh, this is the other thing. Um, you you kind of touched on it earlier, where they're like Mr. and Mrs. Tory just kind of spout off untruths to the point where like they start just straight up lying about stuff that they saw. Like when Sky does start. See, to, I like, don't even think it's lying. I I think that they've convinced themselves it happened because. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't think they're flat out lying. It's like. They they're so far into this fucking rabbit hole they actually believe the shit they're saying now. Like the yeah. the fucking they're so deep in their own bullshit and their own fear that they're that they're fucking convinced. Like because yeah, cause Val says at one point it passed into him. I saw it. I saw it happen. Like you mm. didn't. Nothing happened. There was no tr- physical <laughs> transfer or anything. <laughs> they're, nothing. Happened. They're cutting down on the budget this episode. There was no <laughs> effect. Exactly. <laughs> um, but 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 yeah, I don't even necessarily think it's them lying. I think it's just a, a matter of fact of they're so caught up in fear that they they do believe it now. Yeah. Mm. Why do you why do you think that they um they so quickly believe that Sky is okay again. Like, because they, I, they trust her quite immediately again. I think it's a, it's a thing of comfort. It's, it's mm. more about, it's not necessarily a case of what makes sense. It's what is most like comforting and makes them feel safe. Really? If they, yeah. if they have 
if if they can like pin it on the doctor and they can say it was him all along and he's been under and he's always been the bad one and um he, he he's now the, the problem that we need to deal with that's 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 what they know that's like because otherwise they're dealt with the fear of the unknown they don't know what it is they don't know where it came from or anything like that if they can say that it is the doctor and it's always been him then they're like oh that makes sense it's him let's kick him out problem solved we're done so it's like that seeking answers to just because they have no idea how else to cope with it kind of thing yeah it's it's more a case of making them feel safe rather than actually addressing the problem really right yeah but what's that like fucking um like um plaster over an axe wound kind of situation Mm. yeah yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, because that—that was the only thing that I was like, maybe I did, uh, that makes sense the way you've said it there. But like, uh, I was watching it, and I was kind of like, they're very quick to be like, because she's obviously not right. She's not a Sky. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. And but I, I again, I think that's why it works because they're she, she's so they're all so quick to ignore that part of it because uh, Sky is talking in this very villainous way. <laughs> And like, mm. and and like, oh, the, I'm back. I'm yes, me. <laughs> exactly. But th- that's just you know we'll ignore that and focus on the issue at hand here and all this kind of stuff. And the fact that like she she even runs up to her and gives her a hug, like we've been friends all along. Where like and all this yeah, kind of stuff. True. I think it's very telling about like these people and and how they deal with the situations and stuff. Um. Being uh, like honestly, willfully I, blind on it. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's just the fact that they're they're happier to accept that this is the answer because it it provides some level of comfort, really. Even if mm. like if you think about it for more than two seconds, you can realize that's not the case. As other people do, as mm. DD does, as the hostess does, they start to actually question it <laughs> and think. Maybe that's not the case. And even, like, the professor, who's been a bit of a dick, but he also starts to, like, uh, maybe not. But then they're immediately, like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. Shut up. Grab him. Throw him out now. And they're yeah. immediately met with this aggression and hostility whenever anyone pushes back on what makes them feel safe and comforted. And, yeah, I think it's fascinating, really. It is, yeah. Um, uh, on that, like, kind of picking him up and pushing him out the thing, what I will say is that for for, for a while now, for over mm. a, no, maybe six months, you've been harping on about the superior red converse, right? But, but <laughs> what I will, but what I will say about his white converse here is that they, although this may seem like a flaw, they seemingly got the doctor jammed. <laughs> okay, I don't think you can pin that specifically on them being the white. They, I feel they like saved that would have the doctor's life, regardless of what color they were. Right? Yes, but, but the thing is, you can't prove that. I can prove that the white converse had this power to save the doctor. What about the red converse in Smith and Jones? Uh, when it absorbed the oh, radiation. radiation in a shoe, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. I love you. Okay, fine. <laughs> I feel like it's one all. All right, fine. <laughs> I hope there's more shoe conflict <laughs> later on, <laughs> so we can we can put a trilogy capper on it. Um, he had, he right. had on a he had on a blue shirt, which was. Some See, sort I like of... this look. I like his t-shirt and open collar blue shirt, brown shirt vibe. Uh, it's a bit messy. Vibe. It's a bit messy. It is, but that's nice, isn't it? It's a bit. It's his holiday mode. Clothes. <laughs> holiday mode. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just, I just prefer the blue. It's just so much nicer and cleaner. 
It feels cleaner. The brown suit feels dirty. Feels like it hasn't been washed. But I, that's what I like about it, because Ten Why? is just all that's over gross. the shop, isn't he? That's gross. And he lives but in yeah, that but... gross TARDIS, which also hasn't been washed. Yeah, but that's, that's, why mate. I... <laughs> that's what I like about it. I like. I Ten... reckon that TARDIS fucking stinks. <laughs> oh, yeah. It almost. The, the way I've pictured the, like, the, the, um, the Russell TARDIS smelling is, um, like a changing room. Like, kind of damp yeah. socks. Yeah. After, like, a wet PE lesson. Vague BO. And that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, like, various BO as well. Yeah. Like, yeah. from, like, several men. <laughs> <laughs> it's created this kind of must. <laughs> in the That's air. gross. I don't know why you like it. It's so gross. With Lynx Africa over the top of it. You know, like, concealed BO, that smell? Did you get a Lynx Africa set this Christmas? Uh, I didn't, but I actually did get a few smellies. I got a few like Ted Bakers and such. Um, oh, I sorry, I forgot. I forgot you're from the the. I forgot <laughs> about your rich, extravagant childhood. How foolish of me! It's aftershave, mate. When you a bottle how, of aftershave is like ten quid. Me to suggest that you would get something as common as <laughs> a link set for Christmas. <laughs> I do apologise. Did you bring back your Doctor Who toys? I did, yes. They're in my suit. I haven't unpacked the suitcase yet, but they're in the bottom of the suitcase. You've been so home gonna... for a few days now. I've been ill, no. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> and also, no, I got home. Yeah, yeah, a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> I've been unwell. Okay. okay. Um, tomorrow is my sort out day. Tomorrow is the day I'm going to unpack. No one cares about this. Um, what else goes on? Right. Yeah. The Doctor, I do find it quite amusing. I know tension-wise, it, it's because there's conversations that need to happen. Yes. Um, but it is funny that like this guy's like, can someone help me pick this guy up? Like, can someone help me get pick up the Doctor and throw him out? And it's like, just drag him, man. <laughs> no, uh, uh, someone unbuckle his shoe. Or he, ever picked, he ever picked up a man? Yeah, right, yeah, They're but like, heavy. <laughs> you know, it's not like just picking up a fucking like a box of paper or something. No, but I feel he is comically stuck. Like, and and it's implied that his shoe is stopping this because uh, the way know. his shoe kind of hooks on. But I feel like if you have the weight of a man in your hand, and they've gone limp, first of all, that's that's, that's yeah, not that's helping true. things as well. Um, and his and his, I I think that makes sense. Okay, fair the shoe thing. I think you're wrong. <laughs> no, fine, fine. <laughs> um, I I do like that when push comes to shove, everyone is kind of. Um, it only seems like the Mister Tory would have been the one to actually throw someone out, mm. like because the old professor, like he he's somewhat helping, but he's very conflicted, and Jethro's just having a breakdown in the corner. He like he like the professor like as the. Uh... The Tory can is like dragging him off. The professor comes and like grabs the doctor's arm to also help. And he's like, What the fuck are you doing? This that is not gonna help. Grab his legs or something, you idiot. It's almost like he's like he wants to be on the right side of it, but he does he, but he wants doesn't his want hands to actually, clean. Yeah, doesn't want to actually commit to actually mm. doing anything. Yeah. But while this is going on, that's when like, you know, Dee Dee and and the hostess they start to notice that like this doesn't feel right. This it feels wrong. The sky is like she's got some weird vibes going on about uh, everything she's saying seems weird. Um, and then the doctor is like just I don't know. I I, like, I think it's fascinating the way like, like Sky was like 
like the way they repeat and stuff it's different it's not like an yeah. exact one for one match like with sky it was like exact like she was doing it just as they were doing it but with the doctor it's like it's almost like he's he's pained there's something like strained about him it's like it's not as quick and it's a little bit like like it's been forced out of him yeah. almost which is quite interesting i i read it as like it's it's a spreading right like it, this is this is will become a plague like the more people that are in close vicinity to this, it will kind of take them over. But I also, th there's this thing always with the doctor that like, whenever the doctor gets affected by something, it affects him slower because he's the doctor. Yeah. I've, I think it's more a case of him like trying to fight back against it. Really. Yeah. 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 I think so. I mean, we had this, we had it in <clears> the sun, the 42, the sun takes over the doctor. He's fighting back yeah. against that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I do wonder what that looks like. Do you reckon it's like a Professor Xavier mind battle? <laughs> the Doctor and a big sky fighting each other in his head. If we do see one of those at one point. Do we really? We do, yeah. In, uh, to, we have that to come. Okay, don't tell me. I don't even know. I don't even want to know who or what. <laughs> I won't, but yeah, we do. At least one, possibly more, but there's one that I can think of, which, yeah, we actually do have that. <laughs> Incredible news. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, oh no! I can actually think of two now. I can think of two examples oh, now. Two different shit. doctors as well. So there we go. Oh, okay, spread out then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not not a one trick pony. <laughs> um, right. So where what kind of this is kind of I guess where it all begins to ramp <clears> up because you've got yeah, like you say, Sky's vibes are way off. Yeah. Um, there are certain shots of her where like what what what, what was the actor's name? Uh, Sylvia Sharp. Yeah. Um, Leslie Sharp, Leslie Sharp, Leslie Sharp. Um, so Leslie Sharp's performance is very like. There's just something fucking menacing about it. Like yeah. when you've kind of got these very good shots that are composed with everyone screaming around her, and completely ignoring her, and she's just got this devilish evil grin. Yeah, and it's like you really like it. That it. That, I think that's the definitive moment where like yeah, she's not the monster. She's just able to. She's this alien creature that we know nothing about that has seen well, an opportunity to she's not no well no but like she's the vessel yes yeah this creature yes but she's 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 at the wheel like the as in like the the creature is she's at the not, wheel the creature's at the wheel yeah she's yeah, yeah. yeah yeah but it's like i don't there's just something about how like earlier on like you said the doctor was very much like you know i find it fascinating that is new life over there this is yeah. potentially the first of its kind and yeah. the first thing the first thing its first impression of humankind is you're all a bunch of basically the doctor doesn't say it like this but they're all a bunch of snivelly cowards that want to throw it off the bus and pretend they never saw it yeah um and the what i love about that is the fucking um that's it does see that it does take exactly that and it goes all right well then it adapts to survive and goes all right i'll spread more of this I'll spread more distrust and more uncertainty. I'll become like you. Yeah. yeah. And um and it's just yeah, I don't know, there's something about like that's what I was talking about earlier when like there's no makeup on Sky. There's mm -hmm. no like she is just when you look at her, just a cold shell of a human being. And it's a creature that that learns and mimics and copies to mm. to get what it wants, which might sound familiar to recent doctor who episodes it, yeah 
it <laughs> which we will discuss during the letters and uh, email segment. Okay, all right, fair enough. So, um, are we breaking our rule? Are we t- are we talking wobbly under? We'll tiptoe. No, we'll tiptoe. We'll tiptoe. Okay. Right. Okay. Um, We're not breaking any rules, all right? We never break rules here. We haven't talked about the church on Ruby Road, and we never will. That until... is true. We'll be well at some point, but like... No, no, no we'll skip over it. <laughs> no, no, we won't. We're steadfast in this rule. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right, I... <clears throat> Yeah, so, all right, so the, uh, the the hostess notices that everything is not as it seems, and basically... Yeah. I love the moment when, like, the hostess is noticing it, and she's, like, looking at the doctor as a Sky is saying, like, molto bene, allonzi, and all this sort of stuff. But yeah. then, like, Sky looks back at the hostess as well, with this almost, like, not quite fearful, but, like, this, like, I don't know, just this look on her face, like, fuck, I've been rumbled, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, very interesting. There, there's absolutely this. <clears throat> I I went too far. I pushed yeah. it too far, and someone's caught. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So she grabs her, and the, this was established earlier on. But there's like a six second window of like shield by that door. Yeah. And if you put someone in there for six seconds, you're just gonna get sucked out, and the door's gonna shut as like a security fail safe thing. You'll get what? They get sucked out. <laughs> My go is it. <laughs> Fuck's sake, Nathan. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> well, we'll see if that makes the episode, won't we? <laughs> Fuck me. My go, is it? <laughs> oh, anyway, go on. <laughs> um, I guess sucked out. <laughs> Be interesting if you have cut that. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so, and then immediately it's solved. It is very much a problem of like, and I think that yeah. there's an element of like slight vindication there that the second they were sucked out, yeah, right, it does, it does, <laughs> stop it. There's a, it, it, the problem immediately does go away. Yeah, the dog's and, is released after that. He's, yeah, he's himself again. And I think that there's like, I don't know. I, I I would hate that people went away from it thinking, yeah, we should have just done that to begin with. <laughs> but yeah. you kind of feel like that is what people would go away from that with. At least Mr. and Mrs. Tory would. Well, um, uh, fucking Val has that line where she's like, I said it was her. And it's like, you fucking just absolute piece of shit, man. Perfect, like, punctuation point on that yeah. kind of segment of the episode it's just you just, just you go, learned absolutely nothing yeah from the whole ordeal and it's after that silence of like <laughs> i don't know i think i think that they do a really really good job and the show doesn't shy away from sitting in the shame like the absolute mm. shame of that moment yeah where like you know the start of the episode everyone was kind of you know leaning over seats chatting laughing away and now they're all pretty much as farthest away as that they've there's a two meter spread between every single one of them and then the biggest moment of shame when the doctor asks what was her name mm. what was what was the hostess's name no one knows no don't one, have a yeah. clue because there she was just staff to them doesn't yeah what her name was doesn't matter it's not important that's fucked man it's it's just an episode i don't know it's <laughs> like i i always think saying stuff like this sounds a bit wanky because like 
I don't know. I, I I like to think I'm not as terrible of a person as these people are, but it does hold a mirror to certain aspects of people. You are pretty and, bad. Oh, well, that's true. Mm. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. You're welcome. I'll remember that next time we're in a shuttle bus and I have to throw someone out. Um, no, it, it, I don't know. There, there's, there is a part of it where, like, I don't know, it just makes you sit with yourself for a moment. And you go kind of like, Ugh. like, because you don't know how you'd be in that scenario. I know I'd be. I'll be fine. And I would also be fine. We know, because we're... We I reckon know. you'd be more like Val. You <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we're good. I'm glad you think so. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I, and then we kind of... Right, so we get the doctor... Uh, the distress ship comes and picks them up, um, and off they go. What's that transfer looking like? From what ship to ship. Oh, probably just like a, a docking thing. He'll dock on the on the oh, door. Yeah. Vacuum pack them kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you get and then just kind of like a nice <laughs> little scene um, of the Doctor going back and just being with Donna. And Donna's very much like, I'm glad I sat this one out by the sounds of it. <laughs> sounds <Yeah>. fucked. <laughs> um, but the one thing I really loved, because obviously this... I, it, I think this episode does well to sit in the in like I said in the shame of it, and it does make I wouldn't have wanted this to end on like a lighter note because it is an episode that perfectly punctuates like people can be real shitty people, um, and I just love the ending of um, you know that joke that they have the running joke of like yeah. Donna says something, and the Doctor's like no don't don't do that don't do that, and then the double meaning of kind of how that is taken this way. Yeah, I don't. Know. I found that odd. I've been like, because it, it kind of like, it was ending on a joke, but then the tone was off, and it was, it was this weird mix of the two. It was like, yeah, we'll end on a light-hearted joke, but also still be serious and glum at the same time. And it, <laughs> I don't know. It felt weird to me. It just felt weird to be just having the doctor be like, no, 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 don't do that. I, I felt like it was Don't just more of the kind of the same of how last week wrapped up, just kind of that fun, like, uh, you know, a light plaster on the Doctor and Donna's immeasurable pain <laughs> of just like mm. how much shit they've just had to swallow the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And and the Doctor's like, he he, he smiles, but it's like a, it's it's David Tennant does it really well where there's just you look in his eyes and he's broken completely, but he's got a half grin on and he's happy that he's happy that Donna's there to distract yeah. him. He has, yeah, I know the exact one you're talking about. He has the best example of that in um, in the end of time part two, which we'll get to. Okay, yeah, I'm, I can't remember the exact moment you're thinking about. It's towards the end uh, when someone asks him a question. No, Perhaps someone is signing the book. Oh, uh, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll get to that scene. <laughs> but that's that, really. That is midnight. All in all, banger. I, I just want to do some quick little things which we didn't talk about, um, but I, I think we it does worth mentioning. First of all, uh, the lost moon of Poosh sounds mm. lovely, um, and I wonder <laughs> if we'll ever revisit that. Who knows? Uh, second of all, um, Rose. Oh, Rose is on the telly, yeah. Rose is on the bus in the telly, which I alluded to this a few weeks ago. Makes no fucking sense yeah. um, at, at all. I know it's like Rose trying to like reach the barriers of this universe or whatever or something like that, but like, 
<laughs> Why is she on a bus? I don't know. She's going to have no fucking luck on this bus as well because this is this bus has got eight million screens on it. They're all doing different things. Yeah, <laughs> it's ironic, isn't it, that the one sound system that doesn't work is the mo- is the one the doctor probably needed to hear the most, which was Rose going, <laughs> "Doctor, oi, yeah, turn around." Um, Very strange. I wonder if Rose is, Rose knows where that's transmitting, or if just suddenly every screen in the universe just has a big rose on it. What? Like she, she, she's not following the doctor, is she? She doesn't know where the fuck he is, so she's just pissing in the wind and hoping for the best. I think it's like kind of honing in on him somehow. Okay. Like, yeah, because the last one was in the TARDIS, wasn't it? Oh, that's true. Yeah. I don't think she's just flat out broadcasting to every screen ever. I think it's somehow honing in on him. Everyone's trying. Oh, what was that for a second? <laughs> what the yeah. fuck? Um, all right. Any other little things or should we do some weirdos? Uh, no little things from me. Any from you? No, sir. Well, then, it seems there are no more little things. But there may be one big thing. Oh. And that one big thing is Widow of the Week. Weirdo of the Week! Weirdo! This is everyone's favourite segment of the show, where we get to take the chance to look back and reflect <clears> on some of the weird and wonderful and grubby little characters who come across our screens each and every week. Lawrence, who is your weirdo that you love and are celebrating famously this week? Stop setting me up with this all the time, right? You know there's no one I can cheer for today. <laughs> um, I, mine's, maybe mine's a cop-out, but I've just said everyone. That is a cop out. That is a cop out. <laughs> right, well, I can pick a specific. <laughs> I had to hit him with a boo. <laughs> but that's that's the point of the episode. The point of the episode is that everyone here is a fucking weirdo. It's the point Deep of the down. episode. It's not the point of the segment, Lawrence. Oh, all right, fine. Who's the little one that I can celebrate then? Um, no, no, no. Who... Stick with your terrible choice. Okay, right. Well, then, you know, everyone was dubious. Everyone was acting. Everyone was acting sus, as the kids say. Cue a Mogus sound effect. Um, look. <laughs> it's not even the right sound. Is it not? No, there's like a... It, it's like a... Oh, wow, the... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. yeah. The, um, the acting sus meme, I believe they called it. No, I, look, I don't... That. No, that's, that's just a vine boom. Yeah, but they do that too, don't they? I should presume they do, yeah. Probably. Look, everyone was acting weird. Literally everyone in this episode is a weirdo. The whole point of the episode summed up is that you kind of, underneath the surface, everyone has got some horrible shit inside them and you don't know what you've got inside you until push comes to shove. Um, And I like it, and that's why I chose everyone, because there's not one specific person that I think is more of a freak than the others. Um, I do. Okay, all right. Well, then, please, enlighten me. And I again, I just want to noted massive cop out on on your part. You've um, had cop outs before, not like that. <laughs> I haven't just gone everyone like that is that's pretty bad. All right, but everyone, all the passengers on the bus except the doctor. Is that better? I'm for everyone but one. No, the I'm not saying the pilots are weird. No, I don't, I don't think the, the hostess is weird. I think specifically the passengers. What? Cop out. 
Um, <laughs> mine's Val. Mine's Val, just because okay. I've said it many times during the episode. She is scary because she's a real terrifying woman. Like again, it's it's the she is the picture of um this you know uh, older conservative uh, woman, and and it's not just her. Her husband's just as bad, but she she was like particularly terrible throughout the episode, particularly horrible, um and yeah, very. Very weird, very bad, very scary, and I didn't like her. Mr. Tory was more just insecure and aggressive. I feel like whereas... he just like goes along with like a lot of what she suggests. Really, yeah. It, it very, very it very much felt like he's the muscle to her yes. manipulation. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, both of them terrible, but uh, she was particularly um, just not nice at all. Indeed, I agree. Uh, and maybe other people agree, but we won't know that, Nathan, until we read some emails and tweets. What's this? Nathan, this would be a little segment of the show Are where you, learning? you... I am, yeah. I see. I teed it up and everything. Uh, Nathan, this is a segment of the show uh, where a couple of days before we record, you tend to tweet out and just get the feedback of the listeners. People get to have their say, let us know what they thought about the episode. Um, and to be honest, it's become an informal Q and A session. To be honest, it's, yeah, it's kind of just become a, a like just this long winded <laughs> pen pal situation with a few people. And also, um, you don't have to listen to this. Like, yeah, <laughs> this will go on for about ten twenty minutes or so. So, <laughs> casual speak on. Off. Yeah, feel free to clock off at this point. That's absolutely fine. Uh, oh, we didn't do an ad break. Fuck. Um, Let me give you. Am I editing this? Or are you editing this? Well, will it come out on Monday at 10? Yes. Will it? <laughs> let me edit it for you and let me surprise you with how good I can get it out by 9am or 10am. Well, it needs to be uploaded by at least 9.30. I can handle that. I handled that well enough. Yes. Not this last week. <laughs> that episode we recorded two weeks ago. <laughs> it's been Christmas, Nathan. It was four hours. You can see why I put it off. Um... <laughs> I edited mine over Christmas, so I'm saying. Fine. I was there Christmas Eve. I was editing. <laughs> it was like ten o'clock on Christmas Eve, Lawrence, and I was editing the podcast. All right. All right. Fine. 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 <laughs> right. Let me. I'll. I will do it, and then let me give myself. I'll give myself clean months later on. Just like a little cutting point. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit of flavour. Um, yeah. Right, go on. Read me your stuff. What stuff? Your emails, your tweets. Are we teed it up? Uh, we, I know we teed it up. I can't remember where we stopped. So, um, Anyway, right. here's some tweets. Lovely. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, so this first one uh, is from... Well, this is actually following on from... From last week, uh, this is a reply, as it were. Oh. This is a back and forth. And this is from Kai Armstrong. You may remember Kai um, wrote to us last week about the the fall of the, the Tenth Doctor and how he called, he accidentally called it Eleven. And, and oh, yes. Kind of, yes. You, do you actually remember? Because you was giving me nothing during all of that. And I was like, no, remember, I... you fucking... You was just staring at me blankly the entire time. <laughs> 
I was I, I didn't know where you were going with it, but I do remember. Yes, because we were we were more confused after having read it than we were yes. going in. Yeah. Yes. All right. So Kai says to clarify last week's tweet. First, yes, that was a typo. I did mean ten. So there we go. Uh, right. And yep. secondly, when he says he's got time for this and jumps down the elevator, I didn't know what kind of sonic magic he pulled, but he was falling quite fast and then was just magically fine. I think that's a good point. I've never took like. The moment where Ten jumps down the elevator shaft, I always just like assumed there would be some like gravity thing at the bottom to like slow it down. But yeah. I, 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 that's never shown though, so I guess that's fair. Yeah, it, it was kind of. I mean, it's an awkward shot anyway. Of it like, is. it's a weird that, CGI face sort of thing. Yeah, and he's like the the angle it's shot at. You kind of like his legs are straight. Like he's obviously stood on a platform, but he's also maybe flying. He's upside down. See, it's, look, it's very strange. I don't know, um, but the Sonic can do everything. Yeah. So I'm Especially sure. I'm sure it broke his things. Well, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? All right. Why don't you read us the next tweet, Lawrence? I can't do that, Nathan. I don't have them loaded up. You don't let me look at them. You don't let me read them out. <laughs> well. Interesting. Um, <laughs> Wait, you, this, was this a, was this a ruse? Are you trying to get me to read out magnanimous majibaliculus acorn or something? Just you wait, actually. A bit of sizzle. Okay. Um, this one is from Garen. Garen Zilla. Uh, Russell's masterpiece. This is about midnight again. Yeah. Uh, the apex of the revival up to this point. Insane to think he wrote the entire thing in three days. Wow. So I guess oh, that fuck. too. To what you were saying. Uh, huge shout out to Leslie Sharp. What a performance. Uh, I agree. That's insane that he wrote it in three days. I know. I mean, I like I said, I'd read that it was quick. I didn't think it was three days. That's nuts. Could you write something this good in three? Well, you couldn't write something this good. <laughs> yeah, I could have all the time in the world. Exactly. And, <laughs> and it wouldn't be enough. We script these podcasts and I feel like we do a good job of doing that. You can script things. <laughs> If you scripted this, that would be something severely wrong with you. If this was scripted, I would question what the fuck is going on in your mind. And then Nathan interjects to praise the blue suit again. But Lawrence wasn't talking about it. Doesn't matter. And I like that even this was scripted too. Us talking about it being scripted was also scripted. Uh. It's not true. Uh, Cameron Welsh flag at blue underscore lantern says just creepy. <laughs> just creepy. Simon says really in it, but like Simon <laughs> says, I guess it shows the true nature of human beings. Cause one person always takes it too far. Uh, yeah, that's true. That is true. I just caught me off guard. At the beginning. That would be, <laughs> Just, I think this was the person who also said Big B. Big B. <laughs> you know, every now and again, I catch myself still chuckling at the simplicity of Big B. In that's fantastic. This is from Magnanimous New Year Shorter Name Acor. Oh, okay, nice Acor. Yeah. A, well, it says Acor, but it may have been cut off. Ah, uh, yeah. If I go to the if I go to the profile, it says yeah, uh, Acorn Holder, but. Uh, okay. On on my notification, it's cut off on my note, so I didn't get it incorrect. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it was cut off. No, he got it incorrect. Punish him. No. You know what to do. 
uh, at Snoopy Soup Brain says, uh, in midnight 2008, the, tit uh, the titular planet is covered in vast fields of crystalline structures. However, within these crystals lurk dark forces which wish to corrupt and destroy. This is similar to the dark crystal in Jim Henson's 1982 film of the same name, which unleashes the dreaded skesis upon the planet of Thra. Only by returning to the dark force, only by returning the dark force to the crystals, throwing the entity out of the bus slash reunifying the Yersex, Yerskex, can this evil be defeated? And then there's a picture of the crystal. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what what right. is this? I don't <laughs> What what Look, is this entire I, segment now? <laughs> I feel better about being really nice at the end of last week's episode and thanking everyone. Right. And I feel that that going on for five minutes and saying <clears throat> how much I appreciate our audience. Yeah. Does qualify me and allow me maybe to be a bit more flippant this week oh, and no. say that I think we've got some real fucking nerds. Like, and I mean Come that on. lovingly. No, I mean that lovingly. Oh. But like, right. I don't know so what any of that out. meant. What are you talking about? Fucking Dark Crystal. I don't know what this is. It's the Jim Henson thing. Okay. Is Jim Henson something to do with the Muppets? G yeah, with Jim Henson, he, he did all the puppeteering. Oh, okay. Muppets. That's where I know his name then, yeah. You, Jim Henson's does like anything with puppets. Jim Henson's all over it. What about Frank Oz? Yeah, Frank Oz worked for Henson, I think. Yeah, Jim Probably. Henson was helped work with Yoda as well. He was Master Yoda's Master Yoda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes, <laughs> it's how Jim Henson has never been described ever before. <laughs> uh, you'll know from that epic rap battles of history. That's the only way you know people from history. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just I wrote down those bars in my GCSE. <laughs> Crazy. That's how you know he's from the Muppets, because he has Kermit with him. <laughs> That's true, isn't it? I think so. <laughs> oh. At least I'm honest. <laughs> you are so dumb. You are. <laughs> you are very dumb. Anyway, uh, our good friend Damn the Lamb at Damn the Lamb says... Just an excellent group character study showing how quickly people can be driven to murder if they think it will save their lives. Also, great pacing during the latter half of the episode, playing out effectively in real time. 10 out of 10, Doki Who have seen this one a lot. Thank you. Very true. Nice. I agree. Sorry, I just having a sip. Yeah, no, I like that's something that we didn't really touch on, to be fair, that it <clears> is pretty much like after that montage, it is pretty much a real time thing. Like, it's just, mm. like, I don't know, they, they've touched on this before, like, they did 40, 42 was supposedly, uh, like, you know. Sunshine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes. No, but they, I, they, they do this every so often, um, and I do think it plays on it nicely, but you need that kind of confined, contained, claustrophobic feel, um, where there's, like, not a minute to breathe. And, yeah, we, we didn't really touch on that in this episode, but I do think it's, like, a large component as to why this works really well. Is that the pacing you're talking about? Yeah, like the pacing and like the the fact that it's it's kind of unrelenting. You don't get to cut away from anything. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. It never like cuts back to like, oh, what's Donna up to at the spa? Or <laughs> just getting a fucking, I don't know, yeah. just getting her nails painted or something. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Callum, but climbing on random letters at CJGeorge2339J says, What do you guys think about the theory that the creatures in Wild Blue Yonder are an evolved version of the Midnight Entity? Ooh, I don't think so. There's different rules, isn't there? Like there, there, there is differences. Yes, there is differences. First of all, like the midnight isn't like doing any of the the body horror kind of stuff. Yeah, and it seems far less like as soon as it takes sky over, it feels very more like is quicker to understand. Y- like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, wild blue yonder creatures take their time a little bit more. But then they, they, I also think that they come kind of pre-packaged with knowledge of how people talk and like, yeah, yeah. They, they do some, you know, my arms are too long kind of, they don't understand like object permanence and all of that stuff, but they can hold a conversation whereas Sky was mostly copying for half an hour. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is the fact that uh, <clears throat> Wild Blue Yonder, whatever that creature was, the no, the no things, uh, they come from outside of the universe from like beyond yeah. it from the darkness whereas this is it's very much within the universe like it's 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 an unknown entity sure but it's it's very much within the universe yeah they um, built a they are similar though fucking they are, planet <laughs> they are similar though so they are i i, I think the object uh, the 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 concepts of the episodes <clears> are <throat> it's just kind of horrifying thing what would happen if horrifying thing took you over and learned too mm. much about you and became an accurate copy of you yeah yeah um, yeah, good. I, 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 to be fair, I watched Wild Blue Yonder and I immediately went, yeah, that feels a lot like Midnight. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it does. It does. So. Uh, Robert Vasquez, uh, Doctor Who faces off against its greatest recurring enemy, budgetary constraints. But this time, <laughs> Doctor Who comes out as the absolute winner. You could make this episode on the lowest budget imaginable and it would still be molto bene. One of my favorites, 10 out of 10. <clears throat> Agree. Yeah. yeah, you really don't need to fuck off for this episode, do you? You can set this yeah. in just a fucking room with some chairs. We don't even need the chairs, really. Like, no. Yeah. I yeah. No, that, that's what I was saying about like how normally with this kind of stuff they might have a window open and a green screen that they can just composite on whatever they want to like the outside mm. world to look like. But that they've even wrote in that they have all the blinds shut. <laughs> like it, it couldn't be more made. Well, for... yeah, the sun is poison or whatever. So like they can't. Yeah. Did, did did you um was the you know the cockpit mm. did that feel like reused gridlock stuff to you no i got a bit of like one of their little cabins like one of their little ha- one of their little cars no it felt smaller than that oh yeah i, I think gr- gridlock was those cars were quite spacious oh yeah they um, stood for, up for, for a car way, right? anyway yeah the uh, this was and that was like over a season ago. I, I don't think they would still be around. They're like they're not keeping the gridlock car for its big return, are they? <laughs> I was about to say like they do keep stuff. I'm re- I'm remembering what they keep is like the yeah. Daleks that they've they'll used keep a the Daleks times. and the Cybermen. And I don't think they're keeping the gridlock car around. You know the grand That's return of the gridlock car. Exactly, it's just plywood. They'll just take that down and get rid of it. <laughs> yeah, so they probably did just break that down. Yeah. Um, all right, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fine. 
uh, uh, Greg Cactus Face at G Cactus Face, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, on June 21st, the Alaska Gold Planners will play the 119th annual Midnight Sun baseball game. So there we go. Okay, okay, right, yeah. <laughs> so we're back to baseball now. Well, Lawrence. Okay. <laughs> Greg Cactus Face at G Cactus Face also says uh, the kids who played Merlin in the TV show Merlin in this show, according to the Merlin Wiki horses. Oh, wait. According to the Merlin Wiki, horses are large herbivorous domesticated mammals with solid hooves and flowing manes and tails. I'm in both the TV show Merlin and the never ending story, horses can die to drowning in mud. So, so there you go. My favourite part of all of that is the, the link was just the, the Merlin Wiki talks about horses. <laughs> It's good stuff. Uh, <laughs> okay, sorry, yeah. I'm back. Uh, Kai Armstrong is back as well, uh, and this is their thoughts on Midnight. Oh, uh, yeah. A brilliant episode of Doctor Who with a villain that preys on the Doctor's greatest weakness, his inability to shut up. It also yeah. serves as a reminder that working with the public really is hell. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is... That is true. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Kendall Roy's sad pointy ears at Tortoise Bill. 10 out of 10 banger of also please make Nathan watch Succession. I feel like he's so shiv. What does that mean, Lawrence? <laughs> uh, that, is that rude? It's not nice. Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Who's shiv? I don't know. I don't necessarily think you fit any of them. Um, Shiv's a character. Shiv is a character. Well, I got with... that, you dickhead. No, but like, there's there's traits to Shiv that are all of right. All of them are unlikable. All of them have you, you. You are sympathetic to all of their plights, but like, as general people, you would meet these billionaires and go, "You're terrible people." Yeah. <laughs> Shiv is widely regarded as. Like, it, the worst. It, yeah, but it's not. It's not like a Skylar White in Breaking Bad scenario. Like Shiv is possibly the most interesting character on that show. And you famously hate Skylar White in Breaking Bad. Because... Yes, well, we've done this before. <laughs> she was <always laughs> right. I'm not to... doing this. I don't. Because <laughs> she had the audacity <laughs> to want to stop her husband. There you go. I know what's happened there. You were out of your depth because two of us were talking about Succession. Right, <laughs> you were out of the, and you were out of the loop, so you went. Lawrence hates women. <laughs> First of all, I don't don't be like two of us, as if suddenly <laughs> there's now more people on this podcast, and you're having a conversation with them, which I'm somehow excluded from. Right? Me and Kendall Royce, sad pointy ears, were chatting. All right, I'm gonna look up Shiv. No, don't please go into succession blind. I don't want you to know who Shiv is. Well, maybe I never will, Lawrence. We know that that's not true. Lawrence, you don't know that show. <laughs> Shiv. Um, succession. I just want to look at them. Okay. Shiv is known for serving Bob. Oh, it's the woman. Yeah. I thought people liked the woman. 
Yeah, look, everyone has their favourite character. I think Shiv is possibly one of the best characters on the whole show. But you know how people can be great characters and terrible people. Mm. It's one of them scenarios. Interesting. Okay, yeah. well, well, there we go. Um, I'm, I'm curious to... <laughs> I, I want to just save this audio and I'm curious to, like, after you've seen Succession, just be like, where do you sit with that? <laughs> what, how do you think... What do you think that meant? <laughs> well, I will say, Kendall Roy's sad point of years, we have uh, agreed that I will watch Succession. Yeah. Um, we, it's it's on our schedule for another happy pod, uh, our other podcast. Um, and we'll be doing that, I think that's in August, I think. Yeah, I think that, that rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're doing it uh, in August uh, 2024. Uh, so, so tune into that, I guess. Um, so yeah, so I, I want to be on record as saying I think calling you Shiv is a bit mean. <laughs> <laughs> so so that when you find out more about Shiv, you're not. I didn't betray you like this. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> now you're making me feel bullied. <laughs> All right. Fine. Um, uh, Kendall Roy's sad pointy ears. Who who am I? Who do I give off? I want to know next week. Well, I'll wait for next week to find out <laughs> great um uh magnemonious new year short name acorn holders once again just <laughs> just tweeted at one point uh revisiting one of my favorite moments in doctor who history and then it's the he was i guess we're watching never ending story because it's the picture of the horse <laughs> drowning in mud again so, like... <laughs> i don't like stuff. this is just i don't even remember how this became the joke how did this happen again it was because of because of the half in um yeah but like the half who in the started mud. this it was that it was the half in the mud and they were like oh it's it's like never ending story and you were like yep clearly no idea what it was but it was just like <laughs> yep just like never ending story <laughs> and then the next episode we were there was another reference to it and you were like what i don't know what oh, you're talking yeah. about <laughs> yeah i remember it now <laughs> caught lying in 4k once again <laughs> Um, anyway, on to the emails. Um, surprisingly, a large amount of emails this week. Ooh. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six of them, to be exact. Uh, we'll start here with Ramona Harris, uh, who has titled her email, uh, or was titled their email, Time Travel Musings. Dear Nathan and Lawrence, listening to this week... Why is the font on Apple <laughs> so fucking small, man? Like, fucking hell. Uh, um, I don't. I don't like Apple's mail service. I mean, would you want a medal? I like a Gmail myself. I mean, we'll use it then. I will. I'll email you right now. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> you can't stop me. Uh, maybe I need to get glasses. Dear Nathan and Lawrence, listening to this week's episode of Silence in the Library, I wanted to add that the 51st century really is getting some mileage from Russell. Jack was born then. K9 will be considered cutting-edge tech for the time. 9 almost takes Rose to the new Roman Empire in the year 5000 before going on to the end of the world instead. And of course, this episode takes place then. Also, according to some rando on Reddit, the time of angels and the girl in the fireplace takes place then. <clears throat> but shrugging emoji. Uh, probably nothing special, and everyone's screaming at their iPods for me to shut up, but this kind of feels like <laughs> my bad wolf. Do you guys have any bad wolves, i.e. things in Doctor Who, that don't really have much of a bearing on anything you notice 
uh, keep getting repeated. All the best, Ramona. P.S. I don't like this. Nathan is a bit rich calling Lawrence the companion when he has the better Doctor Who opinions. Yes, this is gospel. <laughs> if anything, the pod is a multi-Doctor story. Disagree. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> uh, I thought you fucking would. <laughs> I like this a lot. Um, <laughs> now, as for... As for um, I, I think we kind of... We talk about them here. There's 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 Moffisms, there's Russellisms. Like... Russell not understanding politics is a big one that comes up all the time. Yes, yeah. Um, Moff doing is, you know, there's a noise in the background and you didn't notice it was creepy until we were told it was creepy. That's a thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, any other things? You c- I've, I've been put on the spot. I can't remember anything else. Um, there, there was, this is jumping ahead a little bit and, I, and I'll be vague about it, but there was a, a season, a, a season that's to come, obviously, where... And it, 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 I knew that it was the companions last season. Okay, like I knew by the end of this season they would no longer be in the be in the show. Yeah. Um. And and I, and I knew that going into the season. But like the way the the like the series started off, I was convinced, and I I got the impression that like from the Doctor's perspective, the companion had already died, and they were going back for like more adventures or something. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. So. And then that turned out not to be the case, um, but but the, I was I was convinced of that up until a certain point. Um, so, right. Yeah. I do, would I know this? Well, it doesn't matter. It won't make much sense anyway. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I can think of that's like. No, I don't think so. It's a fucking great podcasting from us. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there is because we always joke about things we notice all the time. But we're just the Sonic, the, the Sonic screwdriver for me is a big thing. Yeah, like that. That just always is consistently doing anything it needs to. But that's just story, though, isn't it? That's just ex machina devices. That's... Yeah, that's that's literally what it is. It's yeah, Doctor's ex machina, so we can get through this door or whatever, or this rope, or this, um, whatever. Or this like a, a regeneration speech, maybe that's a thing. What about a regeneration? Well, that's just a big thing that happens all the time now, isn't it? But I guess that's kind of... <laughs> yeah. It's not like I, I, I... Hang on hang on a minute, guys. I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but they actually always do a little speech. <laughs> you, you guys clocked onto this? It is a recent thing. Like, it wasn't really that way in Classic Who. There wasn't like, mm. and now I'll do my big farewell speech to the audience. It's just like, carrots, 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 and now I've regenerated. <laughs> or whatever. Here's, here's a paper mache, man. Here's <laughs> a paper mache, man. Yeah. Oh, uh, oh. No, there are a few which are quite like emotional stuff, but like, like a lot, a lot of people often like, you know, there's that clip of uh, William Hartnell's first doctor. I mean, like, one day I shall come back. Yes, yes, I shall come back. Yeah. A lot of people confuse that with like his final moment speech. And it's, it's not at all. It's from an entirely different episode. It's it's from <laughs> it's from when Susan leaves the show. Um, that's who he's talking to. But it's, it says he's he's coming back for Susan. That's the point, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's <clears throat> a lot of people often confuse that as his final regeneration speech, which I guess with modern context makes sense. But mm. yeah, it wasn't really like that back then. There, I tell you what, there is a big thing that I have seen so few people talk about, and it's a massive thing for us. But it's coming up in the next couple of episodes. Happens just after a regeneration. The yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. So that okay. you have to wait for that answer. That's that's something that like I'll cut out that sound effect because that's yeah, harsh, but that, yeah, that is a minging sound. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll cut out that sound effect. But that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so to answer the question in the most long winded way possible, we'll we'll let you know when we talk about it. <laughs> yeah, it's true because we've made this rule for ourselves where we can't talk about what's to come, but sometimes we can. <laughs> no, yeah. it's vague. But no, but that, that's that's some gold I want to save. Yeah, that's that's a we we that's something we constantly <laughs> joke about and laugh at, um, and I think I pointed out to you. I think oh, I don't know. If that's true. I, Sl- I go, uh, slow on down there. I think I, I think I think that is true. Ah oh, well, I, until <laughs> you can prove it to me. Well, I can't because I don't have a time machine, <laughs> and if I did, I'd phlegm on it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to cut that out. <laughs> Bit of sizzle. Uh, this is from uh, thank you very much Ramona Harrison Uh, this is from Tom Hardwill uh, and the subject is the other Tom good day boys I assume they are from Australia I hope you've had a fantastic Christmas and a good new year pending time of email Uh, it is the new year already uh, to start with, <laughs> I loved hearing from another Tom last week who is a fellow Love and Monsters enjoyer. You gave the episode far too much hate, especially as the very following episode we are introduced to Kel, the only man in the Hooniverse more interested in road laying than Elton. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's true. <laughs> Oh my god, that's so good! <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the the only man more interested in Ian than Oh my god! Uh, oh. Thoughts on midnight. Banger episode for the clear budget saving that left 10-year-old me scarred. Keep up the amazing work, and longer episodes are the winner for me. Tom, send it from my iPhone. Thank you, Tom. Wow. So what are we now, five for five on longer episodes? Uh, Yes, I think so. We need to hear if you don't want them. Don't be shy. You can email us saying shorter is fine. No one has said that yet. We've lost the ability to do shorter ones now anyway. I liked Cal. <laughs> Sorry, I can't take that seriously. Cal was, Cal was a nice guy. He loved his roads. He loved the council and he what? loved his roads. He, he was his... a supporter. He was a supporter of local council, and I appreciate that. He was, yeah. I'd like to touch back in, and you know, like we've seen the return of Trinity Wells. I'd like to see the return of Kel, but he's like he's now like a local minister. Like he's he... <laughs> he's the mayor. Yeah. <laughs> He's the mayor of that town, London, I guess. <laughs> or it's been, or it's been a rough twenty years, so he just runs the neighbourhood watch or something. <laughs> oh no, just something bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I never want to check in on Elton. Um, the only place I want to see Elton <laughs> check into is a prison cell. Like that. That <laughs> I don't man think you check into a prison cell. Uh, right. Well, he he should. Right. He's a he, that man is a sex criminal. <clears throat> uh, this is. From someone, uh, there's no name, and it's like just the email, so I'm not obviously going to read that out. But sure. uh, say so to my two, no, to my lovely who boys, 
Hello, boys. I hope this email finds you well. Uh, now, don't get all red in the cheeks about it, but I really do love and appreciate this podcast. My cheeks are already red. Mine are. I... Fuck you. I'm just doing what they told me to do. They didn't say get mean about it. All right, but fine, fine. I'm indifferent to your comment. <laughs> I get genuinely excited when an episode drops and when the fan mail segment rolls around, hearing Nafel grumble over the stupid little gag I pull every week <laughs> makes me cackle. Who is this then? Wait, yeah, hang on. Every week? The, uh, yeah. This is this Greg? Greg, have you the... got a burner? No. Uh, this this person is from Australia. I think Greg's from Australia as well. So cactus face that does check yeah. out. Um, what? There's cactuses in Australia, isn't there? Why? Because of the desert. Yeah. I don't know if there is. I feel, like I feel like cactus is, more is a... fairly like synonymous with Australia. No, I feel like this is more of an American thing. A cactus. Oh, oh yeah, I guess like, a... like an Arizona. I think desert or something like Nevada situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't, yeah, think, I don't, you, know, I don't always... think you get many out. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think you get many cactuses in the outback. Uh, isn't the whole point of the outback that it's like very inhospitable? Uh, well, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Who knows? Anyway, Who knows? anyway, maybe this is Greg. Uh, <coughs> being on the ground floor of this podcast is such a lovely experience. And I hope to hear from you boys every week as we approach my darling Smith and Capaldi's eras. A person after my own heart here. Uh, <laughs> moral of the story, the brown suit is better. Okay, spoke too soon. Um, <laughs> You're getting humbled this week. I'm enjoying this. Uh, keep the episodes long. Dedicate a 30-minute segment to discussing Greg Cactus Fatus' latest reference each week. Keep up the good work. Hand heart emoji. All right, Sherlock Holmes hat on. Yeah, my dear Watson, I have deduced that this is Greg. <laughs> I think you may be right. Um, that is elementary. My elementary, dear, my, my dear, dear Sherlock. Yeah, no, he never said that. Did he not? No, in the books, like he never said that. I'm pretty yeah. sure he did in the epic rap battles of history. These, <laughs> <laughs> which, as we know, is a one-to-one counterpart for history itself. Yeah, I also think he never wore the Deerstalker either. Like, no, he's got to have surely. No, it's just like that's just like what stuck around is like the famous image of him. Oh, fair enough. Like someone wore it in a movie once, and they're like, "Oh, that's Sherlock Holmes." That's was how it like Sherlock a silhouette Holmes on a book cover or something with that? Well, no, but that's what you get now. But uh, like, yeah, I don't think that would, that would have been because it wasn't a book, was it? It was published in a magazine. Oh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was published in the Strand. Well, initially, anyway. And then it was a book. What a terrible fucking hat as well. Deer stalker. Yeah. Stalking deer. Not me. I like animals. <laughs> yeah. I'm not out here hunting. We got any more emails, Nate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, thank you, maybe Greg. We appreciate it. Yeah. Um, if not, then let us know. Reveal yourself. <laughs> uh, this is from other Tom. Tom Monty, our good friend. Uh, Dear Nathaniel, it's not my name, and Larry, that is your name, yes. thoughts on Midnight. This is an all-time great RTD at his peak. Uh, I like the bit where the driver mechanic guy spots the midnight entity shifting towards the truck right as the shutters are closing. Chilling stuff. 
As an eight-year-old at the time of broadcast, I found myself rewinding and pausing to see if I could see it. Uh, but I later found out in Confidential or something that RTD intentionally didn't want to put any visuals there as to add to the mystery. Uh, yeah, just like us, really. It's exactly what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like the bit where Jeffro says 666 with such glee. That is very fun. Uh, it brings a tear to my eye when the hostess makes the ultimate sacrifice and no one knows her name. She deserves a raise, I think. I think it might be a bit late for that. Really. Yeah, look, she can. I guess she can get a raise. Um, <laughs> be a pointless she, effort. She really. is extremely dead. Yeah, it, I <laughs> be think a bit would... of a, be a bit of an empty gesture from the company at that point. Wasn't it? it might cover some funeral costs, but beyond that, yeah, yeah. Uh, one question though. When Sky turns around for the first time after being possessed by the entity, uh, she says her first line, Sky, is it just me or does she sound like a child? When I first watched this, I thought the gimmick of this monster was maybe going to be that it spoke with a childlike voice, but then immediately after that it was dropped and she went back to speaking with Sky's voice. Maybe I'm mad. Please tell me I'm not mad. Uh, I can't say I noticed the child voice. I think I've noticed it before. Yeah, it's it's... It's kind of like this, I don't think it's necessarily a child thing. It's more <clears> like this naivety to it, this like inexperience, okay. naive nature to this creature. And it's like trying to learn and figure it out. And it, I, I can see where the childlike thing comes from. Yeah. Is it like, because obviously for the rest of the deliveries, it's quite, there's quite like a floaty, airy quality to the voice where she's like, I don't know, kind of like in the air kind of scenario. Should we go to the tape? I think we have to go to the tape for this, yeah. Yeah. Sky. Sky. Are you all right? Are you all right? Are you hurt? Are you hurt? Thoughts? Yeah. Yeah, I had I can't say I picked that up when we were like when I was just watching it, but yeah, hearing it like that. Firstly, hearing it like that is a different experience anyway, because that music really stands out when I'm yeah. in. I'm in quite a dark room, <clears> right? I know, I know to you my camera looks light, but that's just the light of my laptop. But I am in a fairly dark room, and I'm mm. like, that's got me shivers <laughs> going up my spine. Like, I don't like that. Someone's creeping around behind <laughs> me. Um, yeah, that is very, that does feel more naive than I remember it being. And like, that's the, that's the first thing she says in the episode. That's, yeah. Well, that's, as as the entity, yeah. yeah, as the creature. Yeah. yeah. I no, I don't think you're going insane at all. I think that's absolutely. <clears throat> it does feel intentional. It's definitely not like a child voice. I think you're right. It captures more of like an innocence and a like a naivety. You said. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. There we go. Um, my this is Tom again. My guess for either one of your weirdos of the week. Jeffro's mum or Jeffro's dad or Jeffro himself. Got one of those, right? Well, I guess technically you got all of them, right? Every single one Warren's of them. Copped out. Um, <laughs> so here we go. Love from Tom Monty. Thank you very much, Tom. Uh, this one is from Nathan Thorpe, who says, Beep, beep, all aboard the Weirdo Express. It's difficult to pick a favorite episode of Doki Who, but this one is definitely up there. Lots is made of this being a budget-saving episode, but the writing and acting is so good that even with no budget, this could work as a radio play and still get across the claustrophobic paranoia that makes it such a great character study. 
Uh, maybe I enjoy it so much because the moral of the story is basically beware of organized excursions because you never know where you'll end up on a bus full of daily mail reading cunts. Words <laughs> 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 to live by 10 out of 10. Nathan at Nathorpe. Uh, thank you very much, Nathan. And yes, I agree. I feel like yeah. you have a similar vibe to this other Nathan. Like, <laughs> that feels like it could have been written spirits. by you. It does, to be honest, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Daily Mail reading counts. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. What a dreadful dreck of a newspaper that is. Uh, this is from, well, it says it's from Docky Who. So I guess that's what their email name is. But like, okay. I don't know if that's their legal name. But I mean, maybe. <laughs> Hello, Nathan and Lawrence, my favorite Doctor Who podcast hosts. We did it. Um, I loved the episode Midnight, but something didn't sit right with me. How is the creature that's possessed Sky able to learn so quickly, moving from mimicking to enforcing its will on others? Part of the answer, at least, is staring us right in the face. Aside from the fact that it starts by mimicking the Doctor, whose nature is to learn new things uh, and must have been a boost to intelligence, there is a biological component as well. The creature mentions it lived in the dark and the cold for so long and that human bodies are so hot in comparison. Thinking is a surprisingly taxing load in most biological systems, requiring lots of carbohydrates to be converted into energy for human brains. This alien life wouldn't use carbs for energy as there's no carbon life on the planet, but it could use heat for the same purpose, converting kinetic energy into its own fuel. The creature isn't only feeding on Sky's heat, it's feeding on the heat of everyone in the small, insulated room that gets more and more hot and the more angry and scared everyone gets. Basically, it gets stronger the more heat there is, and the room gets hotter with every new person that is scared of it. It's almost a perfect parasite for humans in that way. As always, just something I thought was interesting. Keep up the good work, and I love the podcast. Right, these guys have got a group chat, and they're taking the piss out of me. I'm certain of it. <laughs> right, these are like, when I, right, do you see know what I mean now about nerds? That's not nerd. Okay. Right. You give off, that's not nerd. <laughs> right firstly thank you genuinely again all insight is fascinating right and that's something that of course i've never considered because i i don't have the brain capacity to consider that as i yeah. watch doctor who yeah but like i'm also certain that they're all having me on i also didn't know uh, that carbohydrates uh, that that comes from carbon life that comes is that what that means again why are you asking me <laughs> also like you guys are in if this is not a bit why do you care what we think well we yeah you you are asking the wrong people like this, you, you guys mean, are all luke rattigans listening to slow people talk catherine <laughs> catherine if you're listening i think you're the person to answer this one yeah um, our resident scientist because us two dumb dumb cunts here we don't have a clue <laughs> We're just here to look good and talk about Doctor Who, all right? And we manage one of them. And we manage one of them, which is to look good. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, thank you, Doctor Who. Um, I, I, don't, I don't know. 
Are you? Are you, are you? <laughs> a blanket? Yes. I, 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 I tell you what. I do think it's interesting. The whole thing about like uh, the heat and the anger and all that kind of stuff, whether intentional yeah, yeah. or not. I don't know, but like it, it works. That's that's like a good explanation. But yeah, I, I'm just a big dum dum. So I also think like I think I think <clears throat> Russell is an incredibly intelligent writer. Yeah, but I also don't think he thought that. Like, because I just well, I don't know. Did. Russell's not a scientist. <laughs> like, well, I mean, you're not a scientist. <laughs> okay, I know. <laughs> what was that for? I don't know. Any more emails or tweets, Nathan? No, that's all of them, Lawrence. Okay. Good. I think I've had my fill <laughs> for the day. Anyway. Nothing else, is there? Uh, no, I, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna do my little outro, and I'm yeah. Are you? I think you might have forgot about that one. <laughs> um, no, as usual. Um, thank you very very much for listening. Um, if you have enjoyed the show, then please feel free to leave us a little review. Nathan, I believe we've got uh, a review, I think, a new one to read yeah, out. Yeah, just give me a sec. Yeah, yeah. All right. This one uh, is from A Fillingham, uh, and it's called My Favourite. I love this show. Been on the weekly planet train for many years, so eventually came over to this one. Great chemistry and great suggestions. Thanks for making my commute so much better, Claire and James. The joke <laughs> is that it's a review from a suggestible podcast. <laughs> Very good. Good, good, good. <laughs> Fuck's sake. And then whatever the usual one I read out is. Oh, is that you, you're done? <laughs> no, no, no. I'll do it. I'll do it. Um, I just have to find it. Hold That's on. right, listeners. Just imagine he said it. <laughs> just imagine the regular joke. <laughs> I'll just put in uh, recording of last week, you reading it out. No, no, I'll do it now. <laughs> Still, yeah, maybe I should just get a button of me reading it out. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> Yes, I can press it. How long do you think until people noticed? Uh, well, let's see. It's on them. Who knows? We've Maybe left the breadcrumb. Still got it. A wonderful podcast about a 60-year-old show that goes off on various bizarre tangents at the drop of a fez. A must-listen for me every week, especially as this review is read out every week. Never stop. And I never will. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, I guess our hand has been forced. At this point. <laughs> I'm now tied into this curse for life. What well, we're we're up to like half an hour of in jokes now. Like, <laughs> I how have we done? We've only had this podcast for a year. How have we managed this? I don't know. How has it just become this puzzle box of unusual shit at the, the end? The power of Doki Who, my friend. Indeed, it brings the community together. It does, and what and a lovely still community. Still got legs. Community is the best, and I love them. And tell your friends about it so it gets bigger. Let us, let us. By the way, let and us we get like more money. I don't want any exact addresses. Or just any money. What would you say? <laughs> I'm saying, tell your friends about it so we get more money. And then I said, or just any money. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I would. I would. Well, no, we got the ads. We got the ads in there now. We're getting some money. It's I not a lot. I haven't got any yet. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, you haven't. That's because it's wired to my account. Um, it's not just actually wired to my account because <laughs> I set it up. 
Um, we what don't was want... you saying? Let us know where you live or something? Yeah, yeah. We don't want any exact addresses, but just uh, uh, give us an outline of where you where you guys are from. Because I can find that out right now from the listener data. Yeah, but not the not the regular. We got we've got <laughs> numbers, but then we've got like ten people we know that like are fans of the show write in every week, etc. No, yeah, that's fair. All I'm saying is, you, like... you know. Maybe we'll go on a canal boat. Maybe we'll <laughs> we'll get together at the London Eye or something. Where on a canal boat? I don't, in the a... Thames. <laughs> yeah. Why that not? Seem safe. No, probably not if you fall in. <laughs> where Where do you think the most of our listeners come from? You, right, I'd have to assume the UK, but I think the fact that you're asking me is not. Then it's not the UK. No, it is the UK. Oh, okay. All right. Sixty-four percent. Yeah, that that makes sense. The next up is the US. Thank you, uh, BBC with, America. With uh, 11.98%, basically 12%. Lovely. After that is Australia, then Canada, then Germany, then Ireland, then Norway, then Ooh. Georgia, then France, and then Finland. Very nice. Indeed. And everywhere and else Denmark. is untapped potential. No, and then Denmark and Poland and the Czech Republic and Netherlands and New Zealand and Spain and Argentina and Belgium and Mexico and Austria. Lovely. And then Bruno Darussalam oh, and I then see. Chile and then new. Egypt and then Estonia and then Hungary and then India and then Indonesia and then Israel and then the Philippines and then Sweden. You're absolutely right, Nathan. You and can. then Thailand and then <laughs> Turkey and then the Ukraine and then Uruguay. We're on Twitter at <laughs> We're on Twitter at Still Got Legs Pod. Uh, come and give us a little follow. That's where you'll see little tweets that Nathan puts out, uh, and it will let you kind of know that it's time to give your opinion. Uh, you can also give us an email. Uh, you can email us. Um, our email address is stillgotlegspodcast at gmail Send in your longer thoughts. We'd love to know what you think about upcoming episodes. Tenants era is coming to a close, or tenants first era is coming to a close. Um, so we'd love to hear what you guys think overall. Um, Nathan, did you know that we have another podcast? I do, Lawrence. It's called Another Happy Pod. It's our pop culture podcast where every week we discuss um, either something that came out in the realm of pop culture or just everything that came out this year um, whilst drunk. Fans of the longer episode, fans of us arguing, mm. Um Big week for you guys. I it's guess. A, Matt, you guys won this week. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a little Christmas present from us. You, you won and we lost. <laughs> yes. And Lawrence lost. In He didn't bother to edit it, even though he had it for two weeks. Fuck's <laughs> right, um, sake. Am I wrong, Lawrence? No, I guess not. <laughs> I'm publicly shaming you. Fine. fine. <laughs> um, yeah, so check that out. It's a little treat. <laughs> Weird tree, but there you go. Yeah, weird tree. Um, you get more of us. Well done. Yeah, more of us. <laughs> Merry fucking Christmas. Uh, and that is it. He's really arguing long ago. We're at 236, man. Yeah. What the fuck? They're getting too long. And in the spirit of not wanting them to be any longer, uh, goodbye, goodbye, good friends, goodbye, in the words of the big blue bear. Is that what he says? Something like that, yeah. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 